Hey everyone, today is Tuesday, the 31st of October 2017. This is The Gap, episode 394. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gura is here today. How are you going, Job? Did you recover from PAX? I'd say I'm 90% back. 90% back. You got back on uh, Sunday night, just, I hear. Only just. I only just got in. Holy shit. I nearly missed it. Mm. Uh, I was on a I was on flights and uh, like easily the scariest takeoff I've ever, ever been on a plane on, um, like just crazy turbulence. Mm. Chick sitting next to me was crying, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Nate, how old was Nate, she? Uh, I don't know, twenty something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was scary. Like people were freaking out, and then like it was only like. I know it was like the worst, like properly the worst for about 20 seconds. And then the rest of the flight was like 100% fine. So we must've just had to go through like the storm, break through the storm. And then we were all good. But, uh, while we were breaking through the storm, it was yeah, fucking scary. Um, and Nate was on a flight 15 minutes after mine and his flight got canceled and so did all the others. Because yeah. the pilot of your flight was like, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. <laughs> There's people crying back here. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody, no, don't do not do this. Don't do this. It was a mistake. I wish I hadn't. I would turn back, but then I'd have to fly back through it again. Hmm. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, you uh, made it back anyway. Made it back. But, yeah. An exhausting weekend. An exhausting, awesome weekend. Better than okay. reviewing Call of Duty for the year. Yes, much yeah. better. Mm. Uh, you could still do much, that. Much, much better. I could. I actually could. And I might be. Um, but, yeah. Uh, what about you? How are you, how are you going? Uh, I'm all right. I got back uh, yesterday morning. Um, sorry, not yesterday morning. Yesterday uh, lunchtime, about one o'clock. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, played a bunch of games, watched some... Um, Watch some Stranger Things because someone decided to put PAX on the same weekend as Stranger Things Season 2. Mm. Even though I tried to ask them to change it, they wouldn't listen to me. They refused. Um, so I watched a couple episodes of that. And then I played a bunch of South Park during the night because I want to get through that quickly. Yep. <laughs> I'm fair enough. Done. I- I'm pretty sure I'm at like the last mission. So, yeah. Solid. I'm all right. I'm feeling all right. Um, I'm-, I'm caught up, I feel like. A lot of cool. drinking. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One of a the first of- times in a long while I've been where I've been like, you know what? <laughs> I don't think I need to drink that much tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That Friday night, I was a bit like, oh, yeah, well, I might take it easy tonight. But I was back on it Saturday. I was fucking scared. Yeah. Ready, to, ready to roll. You were um, down from Thursday, though, right? Yeah. So, I flew down Thursday night. Uh, sorry, Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Um, because Thursday is his party night, mm. and there were three parties on that night. There was Wargaming, which I didn't end up going to, mm. um, mainly because I was seeing those guys this week, um, and uh, I just figured, you know, I can probably do two parties, that'll do me. Uh, so, the first one I went to was Microsoft, Sea of Thieves. Um, they had some of the rare guys out there for that. Which awesome. is pretty cool. I didn't actually get to play any of the game. Uh, they had turns out they had like s- allocated time slots to to play the game at a party. No, what's that? Yeah, at a and, at, at a, a party at the Sea of Thieves party. Um, hmm. And for whatever reason, they just decided I should be there to drink. So 
<laughs> I guess I was drinking. I never actually got to play it. But mm. at the same time, um, I was, oh man, because I was going to give them so much shit about, like, find the devs and be like, look, I signed up to this alpha fucking when you guys <laughs> announce this game. And I get emails every week reminding me how I'm not in the alpha. Um, like, can someone, can one of you guys sort me out, please? So I, I can just stop being so depressed whenever I get an email. Um, yep. And it turns out I actually got in to the alpha about three or four weeks ago, but I missed the email that came through. <laughs> Classic. So I'm actually in the alpha now and there's a, there's an alpha tomorrow night uh, or it starts the first in America. So I guess that's what, two days from now. Um, and some of the other guys in our group also looks like they got in as well. Um, so we yep. can get a little posse going while, while you're not here to play it. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty good. Um, so yeah, like I, I didn't get to play any Sea of Thieves, but I'm in the alpha, and it's—I don't think I can talk about it anyway. It says on the NDA, so whatever. Um, anyway, so I went to that party, and uh, I was all right. There was drinking and and whatnot. Um, I met uh, Player Unknown there. He was having a couple of drinks. They snuck him in because he, he mm. flew down for uh, Xbox. Um, I was awesome. I, I was grabbing a drink, and they started presentations. So I was kind of at the back and. And I think he was doing the same thing around the same time. Um, and so the presentation kind of finished and he turned and said something to me. And I didn't really, I don't really know what he said because either <laughs> I wasn't like, I got super drunk that I just forgot or I just, yeah. you know, same sort of thing. Um, he said something, I kind of turned and, ah, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, hey, I introduced myself like, hey, I'm Luke, I'm, I'm you know, freelance writer. He's like, oh, yeah, hey, I'm Brennan. Brendan Green, I'm a game developer. I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> uh, I've got an interview with you this weekend. And then I started talking to him for, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes. Um, cool. But I didn't want to be that guy that kind of just stands around and is like, oh my God, I've played your game for like 700 hours over the last six months. Blah, blah, blah. Like all this shit. Like I just keep dribbling. Um, and also because I inter- had an interview with him, I didn't want to. Like, use up all, your use questions. Up all my yeah. questions. Even though I could probably stand there and talk to him for, you know, a couple of hours. hours. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure he doesn't want to go to a party and just constantly talk about his game all the time. Um, so I, I was, you know, we're talking about other things and, and whatnot. Um, there was like some of the Microsoft people there that came up and started chatting to him and whatnot. And I kind of just said, hey, anyway, I'll see you tomorrow, blah, 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 type thing. Um, Anyway, so that was pretty cool. And then I went to uh, Wolfenstein, the launch party for that. And um, that was sort of back in in towards the city uh, in the Melbourne, uh, which is a really good night. They had a lot of um, content creators there and writers and um, some publisher people dropping by. It's a pretty pretty big event, that one. Um, and then I started my packs the next day. So, yeah, I got here on Thursday. I, I don't know why you... Always insist on not coming on Thursdays. You're either not so coming or you're not coming on Thursdays. So I don't have to pay for another night of fucking... That's why I don't leave on fucking Monday as well. Uh, so I can cheap out. But but all the drinking happens on the Thursday. No, look, I did enough drinking on the Friday that if I'd done drinking on the Thursday, then I wouldn't want to drink on Friday. Like that, your, that your theory about no longer wanting to drink the next day anymore, that's been happening to me for an entire fucking year. Okay, first of all, and I, I just can't back it up anymore. Well, oh, it's not that I didn't want to keep, like, drink. I, I was drinking. I just didn't want to go hard out, like, three nights straight. 
Because, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I can't even do it two nights straight anymore. I mean, I can, and I did, but, like, I don't like to. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, Thursday night was good. Friday, PAX started. PAX Australia. Um, I got I got there quite early um, and had to do an interview with Guerrilla Games. So, Tim Stobo, who's been on the podcast before many times. Yep. Um, he is the one of the uh, designers over there at Gorilla for Horizon Zero Dawn. So they were talking about their new uh, expansion that's coming out or new DLC um, that's like set in the frozen wildlands, and it's a pretty good game. So I'll definitely check that out some stage. Should be fun. I, my interview for that will go up at uh, Survivor at some some stage. But it was good to see him because he doesn't he doesn't work here anymore. Um, he works over in like Amsterdam or where their main office is. So he he was here working on um, L.A. Noir back in the days. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how we got to know him. And, and he went over there and started working on possibly a, what might be considered game of the year for some people. Might be. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. So yeah, that was um, my morning. What what did you do? What time did you get in? I got in at, what, uh, my flight was at 6.30, so it takes like 65 minutes or so. Yep. Uh, so I got down at 7.30, um, got my bags in 20 minutes, and then we le- waited for literally 50 minutes for our Uber to get around the corner. Wow. Well, how come you don't Skybus? Uh, I was going to, we were going to Skybus, and then um, I re- like we ran into the crew from Ubisoft and they're like, oh, we're getting a Uber XL. Yeah. Like, just jump in with us. We're like, yeah, fair enough. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, I should have got on Skybus. But anyway, so yeah, that took 50 minutes. Uh, So I got to PAX. Um, Oh, sorry, it took 50 minutes for to arrive and then it was like half an hour for it to like drive in. So I got to PAX at like, nine on the dot cool and it opened at nine right for media um yeah yeah that day's early day yeah um so rolled on in uh with all my bags and shit because i couldn't check in until two mm-hmm. uh at my place so uh just leave them in the yeah. media room went and left them in the media room there was some there was some hubbub because uh, uh i get up there and i'm like hey um joe Gilroy, and they're like uh, I have you here for a special guest pass. Uh, I definitely know you're due for a special guest pass. I'll go, yep. Uh, I heard your name already. I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, and I'm like, I'm there. I'm looking. <laughs> and uh, he's got this list of like three names. I didn't recognize the other names, but I was on the list. And uh, and then uh, like, yeah, cool. Can I like... I've only got this special guest pass. Can I, like, duck in and out whenever? And, like, can I leave my bags here and use this as a media room? Because I'd still like to use it as a media room, even though I'm not media room. He's like, oh, uh, it's for media only. I'm like, all right, well, I need my media badge. Then he's like, you're not on the list. Who do you write for? I'm like, Red Bull Esports. He's like, I, can you prove that? Do you have a business card? I'm like, no, I don't. But um, I can, like, I don't know. I, I can't bring prove half it. the publishers in here for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Start dragging them in one by one. <laughs> or I could go down to, you know, the big Red Bull stand for Street Fighter and grab someone from Red Bull to tell you. I don't know. Uh, he's like, oh, I don't know. Um, 
can you bring up a story on your phone that you've written on Rip? I'm not sure. And I bring up uh, the esports at PAX Australia <laughs> story. I'm like, this. He's like, oh, okay, fair enough. Here's a badge. Um, but yeah, then I just sort of wandered about for a bit. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it was good. It was cool. Just sort of checked check shit out when checked out the uh, Street Fighter stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a cage set up. It looked really cool. Um, I didn't like the screen. I reckon next year they should use those fucking... I checked out the ESL stage and the ESL stage had the slickest fucking screens I've seen in a long time. They were Their screen game was on point. So I think they got in the cage from the Street Fighter thing and the screens from the ESL thing would have been a good um, trade, I think. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, uh, you know, I thought it was. Uh, I think it's really fucking cool that we got like two e- uh, esports stages now. Like it, it shows how much it's growing. Uh, like they were packed the whole time, but when shit was happening, like they were, it was. I was lucky to have a seat uh, during the Street Fighter finals um, because like every seat was taken, and there was a massive crowd around the screen, which was cool. Um, and over on ESL, like there was a, there was a Dota two tournament. Um, and that drew a huge crowd. People want to watch Dota, you know, hmm. uh, and they'll watch Australian Dota, I think is what, what like PAX Australia proved to me. It doesn't need to be like super high level Dota. Obviously you prefer to watch the best Dota, but like, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, people want to watch Australian, like, Dota, however they can get it. And I think a part of us all want to see Australians get up. That'd be cool. Yep. But, um, yeah, so they were watching, you know, there was a big crowd watching Dota. And uh, there was uh, an even bigger crowd for, I think it was the Smite finals on Saturday. That was fucking slick. Um yeah. Um, so anyway, I just wandered around the show floor, trying to work out where everything was situated. Yeah. Um, sort of taking Nate around because he'd never been to PAX before. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Um, then I guess at two o'clock, went checked in. My hotel was spectacularly conveniently located, like crazy convenient, mm-hmm. uh, like a street away uh, and super cheap. Uh, so that was awesome. Yay, Airbnb. Um, there wasn't like a world-class room or anything, but that didn't matter. Um, it was like a, a house. It was a place. It was somewhere to stay. Um, and, yeah, went back, and I think we started drinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> about three. Or maybe four. I think it was about four. Maybe four. Yeah, started started having some beers. Um, and I was, like, stressing a bit about the panel that was upcoming at eight. I was definitely stressing because yeah. uh, I wasn't really sure, you know, how it was going to go, what, what, what we were going to be, what they were going to spring on us. They always spring something on you, you know. Yeah. Like, they spring some sort of um, surprise, like, lol. Uh, patch. <laughs> yeah, well, you, it's it's a yeah. The, the game is being patched while the the panels on or something like that. But uh, that wasn't the case. 
Um, yeah, I was I was stressing about something getting sprung. And I was stressing about how I was going to organize chicken because I remember the chicken place was pretty far away and stressing about my dishwasher design to make shitloads of noise right now. No, um, but uh, I worked it all out. Like uh, I did, I got, I got to del- deliver, no, Foodora to deliver the chicken to my place. Yep. Uh, I had to go back there to get changed into, I, I have this awesome uh, straight out of Pachinki shirt that um, Drew listener of the podcast got me uh and it's actually a really nice shirt um like proper like the material is really good and shit it's it's very good it's high quality uh which is surprising because normally those kinds of shirts are shit Mm. um but yeah this one's pretty good and uh so i had to pop that on obviously and then uh roll back to uh the the like the thing with all my chicken with my shit loads of chicken uh i had 51 pieces of chicken i bought 51 pieces and um yeah we rolled well, i don't know we rolled in i guess um basically on time we were there like 15 minutes early which is on time for a panel um and yeah we started like i sort of i tried to go through everything with everyone but then shit got sprung, uh, like we didn't have headphones, and <laughs> you, you guys hated the mice on the computers. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a whole the, bunch of stuff. The the PCs we were playing on were like uh, like mini PCs, like like right. um, lot like full desktops. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that that wasn't helpful. Yeah. Um, um, and yeah, no headphones is a big one. Well, we, we actually, so the team immunity guys um, that we were playing with went and like back down to their booth and, uh, or, or wherever they were playing and actually grabbed some headphones and, and brought them back up and we set them all up and that sort of thing. We're like, sweet, it's all good, it's working. And the audio guys at PAX were like, oh, you can't use them. They're interfering with our, with our system over there. And we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. No headphones then. So, That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, like, if yeah. I would have known, I would have brought my own headphones. <laughs> and the funny thing is, Nate was thinking about bringing his own mouse and keyboard, right? It's yeah, awesome. he was. Yep. That would have helped so much. Fuck. It would have been a significant improvement. But, uh, yeah, so we, we were... So, the panel was me uh, and Nutshot, uh, who plays for Team Immunity, Um we were hosting and uh, it was you and Nate and Pekin, uh, who was number one ranked in Australia for uh, quite a long while. He's still number, he's in the top five at the moment. And uh, Linksy, who's from New Zealand, uh, plays for Team Immunity, top 10 ranked at the moment, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an awesome dude. He's fucking really good. Yeah, he's cool. I like him. Uh, and um, Pekin. All, all, all three of them were awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, they just—I don't know—they they dealt with it. I thought pretty well considering the curveball, uh, and yeah, we started the pod, uh, the panel uh, like packed house, full packed house, which was cool. Uh, considering I didn't like I titled it the Chicken Challenge, <laughs> PUBG Live. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I, it's I didn't, literally supposed to be four people playing PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, basically, uh, which is which you could see on the show floor literally every day. 
for the entirety of PAX, I believe they were they just had four people playing I went PUBG on snark. a big screen, yeah. like on multiple like different booths yeah. as well, not just multiple one. booths had it, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we start off the the panel, and I sort of introduce the concept and the guys. Uh, point out that we don't have headphones. I didn't yet know that the mic sucked, so I didn't really point that out. But um, then you grab the mic off me, and you're like, "Who here knows about the GA podcast, the Gap, our podcast?" I'm like, "Oh," and it was dead silent. <laughs> it's dead fucking silent. Dead silent. Even though there are definitely people in there that. Yeah, maybe I should have uh, worded it better. Which was fantastic. Uh, Like it played so well. Perfect. Uh, So I'm like, give me the fucking mic back. Oh my god, that is just an embarrassing thing to do. Um, And you're like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Who here knows who player unknown is? No, Brendan Green. Oh, Brendan Green is, uh, and uh, a couple of people. Yeah, a couple of hands go up. Uh, What if I call him player unknown? Uh, more hands who knows what he looks like less hands uh far less hands and uh i think like two people in the in the crowd and uh yeah you're like well what if we get him to come up on stage i've got to point out that luke had 100 percent killed the idea that player unknown was coming on this thing because he'd done the interview with him earlier that same day mm-hmm and I like when we were having some beers after four. I'm like, oh, so he's coming on or what? And Luke's like, you're like, no, nah, he's not coming. He can't do it. He can't make it. I'm like, that is so fucking typical. Every single time I get fucking swerved on some shit. Oh my god! Like, for fuck's sake, this is so crazy. He's fucking here. This is so nuts. He's in the fucking convention center. Just- Get him to fucking pop in. He's been doing the Twitch panel all day and the game yeah. design panel. And- <laughs> yeah, people are tweeting me like, oh, he's on this panel. He's on the panel for something or other. I'm like, this is so bullshit. This is so bullshit. I cannot believe he's not coming on my fucking panel. Anyway, uh, he comes up. He comes straight up on the on the stage. Yeah, he's sitting uh, in the crowd. Yeah, he was sitting, sitting in the crowd like a, like a stooge for a magician. And... Um, I was I like I was a blank slate at that point because I had gone in I I don't know like I don't know if ever I'm not podcasting isn't public speaking right podcasting is me sitting in a room uh, yeah talking at a fucking computer screen basically or when we were all in the same room it was having a chat with like some good mates like. It's not. It's not hosting a panel, and it's not something. Yeah, public speaking. I don't think anyone's super comfortable with public speaking, but I have to get like in a specific mindset. I even have to do it in like interviews that I know people are going to like watch or listen to. Yeah, yeah. Like I have to like get myself into a fucking mindset so that I'm like fucking on point and doing shit correct. And yeah, when he comes up, it just it threw me so fucking hard. I had no idea. I was done. Eh? I was like thrown for such a huge loop uh so i I'd, i didn't know what to do really um i was just 
stoked, which is where Nutshot basically saved me because he just kept prompting me to do shit. Um, so, yeah, from there, I don't know. I can barely remember. I was so fucking <laughs> stoked. You, I think you said that for about a whole minute as well. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, but I was so fucking stoked. And, uh, yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I did whatever. Um, yeah. And then. So we'd, um, we, we, I guess they, Microsoft hit us up like a month back. Yeah. Saying they wanted to bring him down and, and get him like on the panel. Um, mm. <clears throat> but basically the idea was they, uh, it sounded like, I don't know where it originated from, but either on the pack side or, or the Microsoft side. <laughs> they didn't want Jove to know he'd be there. They wanted it as a surprise of him coming up. Yeah. Um, so I had like all these people saying, yeah, don't tell, don't tell Jove he's coming. Uh, which I thought I was kind of tossing up like, oh, fuck, should I just, should I just tell him or not? And, uh, I'm, I was pretty confident that you could roll with it. Like you could pull it off. Um, so yeah, like up until that, like literally that point I'd been telling you the entire time that he wasn't coming. He had other shit to do. Yeah. Um, so that was quite in- entertaining at least. And I was, yes, <laughs> I was so grumpy that he wasn't coming. I was so grumpy and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess like from there, I just, like, you guys were having such a hard time getting, like, anything to st- get going because you, you didn't have, like, Nate was saying the fucking PCs were barely scraping through 30 frames a second. Yeah. Uh, like, so like you, PUBG you, runs not that great as it yeah. is because it's not a finished, like, it's not, not a yeah, finished game. Optimized, it's yeah. not optimized. Yeah. It's not optimized. Yeah, so you, you're on, running on these fucking computers that are, are struggling to play them. you got mouse that are for shit. you got no headphones and... Yeah, it's kind of chaos in the, in the building. Um, so I just started like asking questions and shit. Like, I don't know, just I guess memeing it up. Really, I don't know, asking stupid questions, asking Brendan Green questions. Obviously, trying to make it into a bit of a like a discussion panel, asking him questions about things I wanted to know. Like, uh, was he ever going to fix the physics on motorbikes, or uh, <laughs> or were they just in there to troll people? Yeah, are they just in there to like get to trick people into dying on motorbikes. Um, I think I asked about red zones. I'm not sure. I wanted to ask about red zones. Uh, no, um, damn. Uh, yeah, I actually don't really. I remember giving out a lot of chicken, getting the uh, people in the crowd to ask questions. Um, that was risky because uh, it was uh, it was such a rowdy crowd. Holy fuck, they were so rowdy. Um, but they were but, also uh, super excited when. We told everyone he was there, right? Yeah, they were fucking fucking nuts. They were stoked. Um, I think I gave, like, Brendan, uh, like, a bit of a chuckle with my favorite, my favorite Fortnite joke of all time. I was like, uh, how do you feel about, you know, new clones of your games coming out every two weeks, you know, every Fortnite? And uh, the moment when he, like, it sort of dawned on him in these waves, like, it, it was like this, like, confused look and then it sort of like sprung over over the like washed over his face that he like worked out the fucking the joke and like it all happened like very quickly but it was like spectacular to watch and uh he lost his shit 
Uh, he loved that joke. Um, so I think yeah, that worked out really well. I was very happy with that. Uh, and yeah, just gave out a lot of chicken. We got rid of like we gave away all the chicken. I think I ate like three pieces. Um, and yeah, I don't know. We had fun. It was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, he like after afterwards, he was like fucking stoked. Do you know what I think it was? I don't think he gets the rock star treatment a lot, right? Like you were saying, he, he's a rock star and he wears his. His sunnies and stuff. I don't think he gets it a lot because uh, I, I don't think a lot of people like, however many like ten, tens of millions of people play this fucking game, or tens of millions of people definitely know about this game, mm. and millions of people play this game. Uh, I don't think a lot of them know what he looks like. I don't think that they know who he is. Could recognize him in a crowd. Well, they know his name, right? Because it's on the yeah, they, yeah, exactly. They they know his name, but. Otherwise, he actually is like this unknown player. He's just this guy, right? Like, so I don't think he gets the rock star treatment, but he absolutely got the fucking rock star treatment that night. Like, people were fucking utterly stoked that he was there, and I think he like enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. Like, of he course, took a bunch would. of photos with people, and he was chatting to different people. So, yeah, yeah, he was taking selfies with everyone who came up afterwards. Anyone who wanted one afterwards, like. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Um, and yeah, I don't know. Then it wrapped up, uh, and we went and got drunk. We did. Um, we <laughs> we had one of the pros, uh, Linksy, uh, get like a double crossbow kill during one of the rounds. Oh yeah, and that was pretty fucking entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I think I was hyping that one up. Um, yeah, I like I can't I can't thank those dudes enough for being fucking cool about it. Eh? They were really good. The team immunity dudes. Uh, were super fucking cool. Every time I stalled on what I was going to do next, not sure to be like, do this. And I, yeah, I'm like, cool. Okay. Hmm. Give out chicken. I'm like, cool. Let's do that. Um, I felt like really bad that you guys didn't have mics, so you guys couldn't talk much, but I tried to give you like opportunities to talk, like coming around the back and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. We were, we were trying to just do interesting stuff. Like mm. as soon as we realized that, the whole game plan kind of changed the moment we were about to start of like, fuck, these PCs aren't very good. We, the mice, the mice aren't very good. We don't have any sound like, all right, well, let's not, let's not try and win this. Let's just try and make it entertaining. Yeah. Which is why we, we were landing in busy, you know, school. school I think, I think yeah. we asked the crowd like where we wanted to land. Consensus was school. Um, we did a school jump. We did like a, uh, I think we did a military base jump at one stage. We did a pachinki jump. Um, yeah. Which was fun. So, like, um, I think I found, like, I don't know, two guns the entire time we were playing because I just yep. couldn't run anyway. It was kind of hard for me to move around. Um, but, like, one of the guys, yeah, Linksy was jump, jumped out of a car and got two, two, two crossbow kills at one stage because we just saw a crate and we're like, fuck it, let's go for the crate. So, yeah, <laughs> like, it was, we just tried to, you know, he ran me over with a car because I was shooting at his car. Um, yeah, Gold. Just trying to entertain up a bit. And and really just try and um, you know have something on in the background while people are talking to player online because yeah. I think that so, that sort of shifted it a bit and luckily I, and luckily like that did happen otherwise man it would have been an hour of just watching some terrible <laughs> PUBG so yeah yeah totally um, 
Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, so, yeah, then after that, we went and got drunk. There was like a industry drinks on. There was a Twitch party on uh, that we didn't go to, and it sounded like we dodged a bullet. Um, Again? Yep. Uh, yeah, last year, we, we left early. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was just, I don't know. I was just, I was actually, the, what I liked a lot about the drinks after was catching up with so many people that I haven't seen in probably like some of them not in two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them I've only met for the first time. Like it was really fucking cool. Um, yeah, that event is awesome. Um, the co-op drinks it's called. It's just like, it's just about like this connection between game devs and, um, and like game critics and, the public and I think it's really fucking it's a cool way to go about it um yeah I don't know I, I thought that was good uh, and then when I was walking home uh, Nate um oh sorry when I got home yeah. uh and Nate eventually let me in because we only had one set of keys and Nate bailed early bailed which was uh which was a bit rude um classic, classic. um it's actually not classic Nate uh, it usually goes super ham, but I think he like hit the wall because he'd been up. He, he had to get up like an hour earlier than me because he's even further away, like four a.m. Oh. or something. Yeah, uh, and I think he just, I think he bailed at twelve, so he didn't like. It wasn't like a piss wasn't poor effort. Late. I think the place yeah. shuts at twelve thirty, something like that. Uh, no, it got it's got to be at one thirty or two. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. Um. I got back and uh, woke him up and he had like these messages. His girlfriend had been checking like the internet for reactions to the panel. <laughs> okay, yep. Mm. Mm. Don't read and, the comments, Job. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Don't read the comments. Uh, unfortunately, I wouldn't learn that lesson uh, from the uh, the mean comments panel that I was on the next day. I wouldn't learn that lesson until later. So, uh, yeah, people were complaining that there was a fuckboy, HIV, and cunt jokes. Uh, Not one person, by the way. Uh, one person, but other people were backing him up. Um, yeah, sitting in the PUBG panel, and there have been fuckboy, HIV, and cunt jokes. Uh, like I'm super uncomfortable and safe or something, and unsafe, or something like that. Uh, I want to clear the fucking record right here and now uh hiv i shut down the guy who made a hiv joke i said come on mate uh which i think is a stand a pretty decent reprimand considering yeah it was someone from the crowd who yelled it out so also i can't believe i'm being fucking held responsible for that uh fuck boy was said by brendan green uh (laughs) And he was using it to describe fuckboy shacks. And he said it in response to the cunt joke that I made, which was uh, I called uh, those shacks shit cunt shacks because that's what we call them in our group. Uh, And also fuckboy and cunts. uh, I'm sorry that there was swearing in your mass murder on an island panel. Hmm. Oh, don't swear. Murder that guy. Shoot that guy with the crossbow. Oh, yes. Oh, good kill. Don't swear, though. Fucking idiots. Um, what else? They they were complaining. Uh, oh, this guy's drunk. I wasn't drunk. Fuck you, cunts. Um, 
I, like it takes a lot more than that to get me drunk, and <laughs> yeah. I would reach that point later that night, but yeah, I wasn't I mean, drunk. Yeah, I think you had like four beers or something. Three yeah, or four beers. Four like, beers over the course of like three and a half hours, mind you. So I was far from drunk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should have seen him later that night. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I got drunk. Don't worry. Um, uh, and I was apparently insulting uh, player unknown, and oh. uh, and they would fight me. If they could, they wanted to fight me because uh, I was insulting player unknown. Um, and that, yeah. I guess, comes back to the the jokes you were making, Tim, about like uh, the, the motorbike, the, the motorbike, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because I said uh, are motorbikes supposed to make you flip over every time you ride them, or is is that? Yeah, I don't know. So uh, yeah, insulting him, he laughed and loved the panel, but uh, yeah. Okay, fight me about it, I guess. Uh, and yeah, uh, people are gonna people are complaining directly to the um, the head of uh, play, uh, PAX. They know the some of these people are complaining to the head of PAX. They know the the guy who runs international, whatever the fuck. Uh, the he's been on the podcast um he's young young <laughs> yeah and he organized the surprise for player unknown to come on so uh, that would probably be a solid complaint ultimately i'm more pissed off that these people rolled into a a panel called the chicken challenge PUBG live uh watch and it was titled as something like watch uh pro PUBG players drag two game journos through to a chicken dinner while we eat a bunch of chicken and talk about the game we love. Um, I'm surprised they rolled in and expected some sort of deep and meaningful discussion about uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. I'm I'm surprised, but I shouldn't be because people are fucking idiots. Ultimately... This, because this bugged me all weekend. I, honest to God, wish that Nate had not shown me this. Uh, it was, uh, that was a dick move, to be honest. Because I actually generally don't look this shit up, but I don't know. People do tend to like send me, have you seen this? And it'll be something knocking, something I've done. Like it'll be some shitty reaction to something I've done. Yeah. And it properly like cast doubts on literally everything else I did for the rest of the fucking weekend, which sucks. Fuck those people. Like, oh, I, I I made them feel unsafe. Because what? Because I swore? That's ridiculous. Like, how, what, what, damn, what, what possible, like, danger to their safety was there because I was swearing? There is none. And any, any that they thought there was is 1,000% invented in their own minds. And the fact that they would do that and then, like, yeah, shit on, like, yeah, okay, so there's a bit of a slur in the way I talk. You fucking pricks. Like, imagine shitting on someone for their speech impediment. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking duck. That is a shitty thing to do. But, no, they get away with, oh, I think he's drunk because he had, what, he's had a beer an hour. Yeah, totally. Oh, no, because he's... He's got a bit of a speech impediment. Cool. Nailed it. You got me again, you fucks. Oh, cause oh, he's swearing too much. Fuck you, you cunts. 
Um, anyway. Get back in your bubble. Yeah. That's basically it. I don't want... I, I hate... I hate... I hate that this happens because it makes me understand certain elements, certain complaints, like this concept that people are looking to be offended hmm. about anything they can. They're trying to be offended by things these days. That like it is a um, a race to be aff- like more offended, and that like I hate the idea that that is something that happens or that like that the elements that declare that and use that to shut down yeah. the like valid reasons for people to be offended yeah. have any sort like there's any sort of merit to the things they say. I think that's fucking sucks. And yet like, and it makes me wonder like, should I like, am I supposed to self reflect? Should I come away from this with like some sort of fucking, is there a lesson here? What lesson is there? What now I can't say fuck. I can't say cunt. Like, no, that's bullshit. I'm not going to change that shit. Like, I did. I only said cunt once, first of all. Uh, so, I don't know. Fuck off. And second of all, like, I don't know. Fuck is not a swear word. Oh, my God. Grow the fuck up. Anyway. Yeah. Um, at, like, we were out that night and uh, the guys at Microsoft showed up. And I remember later on, they were like, oh, just so you know, like, some of the PAX guys were saying there was some com- there was a complaint about the panel um, and they asked us about it and we said there was nothing wrong with the panel at all. Like, Brendan said that it's the most fun he's had all week um, and he loved it and all this shit and so we went back to PAX and said there was no issues there. <laughs> it's like yeah. people trying to make a big deal out of... or one person just trying to make a big deal out of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. It wasn't just one person, by the way. Uh, I think yeah, there was a little group there. I, I, yeah, they must have been clustered together or some shit. Anyway, uh, fuck them. Next year, right, if Joe Gilroy makes a panel, just don't fucking come. Because there's going to be swearing. They were swearing literally every panel I did. And drinking. And, and drinking in some of them, yes. Anyway, so should we move on to the rest of packs? Yeah, otherwise we'll be here all night. That's true. Um, so Saturday... Um, I got in at uh, 10.25. Okay. Uh, feeling very seedy. Uh, I got in at 10.25 because I had a panel at 10.30. And uh, I got in to the panel room at like 10.28 while the panel was being seated. And uh, they were like, <laughs> oh, Joe, we pretty much thought you weren't coming. I'm like, come on. Classic. Come on. I made it. I made it on time. I've got two minutes left. Okay. Uh, two minutes. Don't nice worry about me. Here. Yeah, give me a beer. No, um, I didn't. I hadn't had a coffee. I hadn't had fucking anything to eat. I was, I was smashing the water that was on the tables. I was just like fucking hammering it, glass after glass. Uh, but that panel was um, the journalists read mean comments okay. uh, panel, and uh, that was an interesting. That was a really interesting one uh, because so the idea was uh, we were supposed to go like back through uh like comments that we had and find the mean ones and talk about them and like laugh about them and share them with everyone and um so i don't like so i was on on the panel with uh dan crowd um who's from gamespot uh jess mcdonald from gamespot those two present the news show together uh, there's Eddie, I can't remember how to say his last name, McCooch, I think, I don't know. 
My cooch sounds dirty <laughs> as fuck, so it's probably not that. Um, uh, Eddie from GameSpot, he's there. He's a, like a news writer, newsbeat writer. Uh, he like writes a fucking shit ton of news every day. Uh, that dude is busy. Uh, Lucio O'Brien from IGN and me. Uh, freelancer rebel esports and um yeah so the idea was yeah we're supposed to read out these these comments that got to us or whatever and have a laugh about them and talk about them and sort of like give the background on how they came about and stuff like that and i came in and i didn't like i don't have the sort of body of work that those guys do because like all of them have written a lot of news for two major websites news and like reviews and stuff uh, for two major websites. They, they've got a lot of content that would get a lot of comments. Uh, whereas for me, uh, the place where I did a lot of that, um, you know, I don't have to do news anymore because I am above it. Um, but at some point, you know, I guess a lot of people do have to write a bunch of news, um, you know, just over the course of working in a place. Um, yeah, I don't have to do it anymore, but I did have to do a lot of it back at Game Arena, and uh, they wiped all the fucking comments on Game Arena, so I didn't have mm. my 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 archive. toppest ones anymore. My archive, uh, it's been wiped, which is a bummer. But uh, so I had to dig deep into a couple of different like of the ones that I've done for like IGN or um, or Gamespot. Uh, I figured that'd be best, and uh, unfortunately for Gamespot. Uh, the games that I reviewed, Dead by Daylight, uh, I got overwhelmingly positive responses to that. They were like, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the game's not... The game is amazing. I love playing it, but he's right. He makes all the right points. They'll fix it eventually, and it'll probably be a 10 out of 10, but at the moment, it's not. So, yeah, they were, like, largely with me on that one, and anyone that wasn't was, like argued down into oblivion in the like immediately the other one i did was uh seven days to die uh which i gave the lowest score of the year for game squad um and uh one person had a negative response and it was uh oh fuck you mate seven days to die is awesome i can't believe you're such a scrub that you had so much trouble trying to play it and then someone replied to him with he's talking about the xbox 360 version and that same person immediately responded with someone like, oh, my God, have they released an Xbox 360 version? It's nowhere near ready for that. So, like, <laughs> I didn't have any negative comments on my GameSpot stuff, but I did have Doom and I did have Call of Duty. Uh, so, yeah, I, um, I just sort of went with those um, for the bulk of my comments. And then I used my favorite one, Rugby League Live 3, my war with the CEO of Big Ants. Um, so I, I, I land on that, but I, like for me, I was just trying to find ones that I thought would be funny, like, uh, like reading it all out, like someone who's written a giant comment that's filled with spelling errors and no, like no punctuation. And I just read that out instead. Uh, cause it, I thought that would be funnier sort of in the, like that dot, dot, dot mm. video, you know, the review of that flash game dot, dot, beer you can only upgrade strength. So I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to go for that sort of thing as opposed to, um, I guess, really exploring the dark side of shit. But I did have one one of my favorite death threats just because of the, the weird timing of it. Hmm. Um, 
So yeah, I did that panel. Uh, it was staggering. I, I was uh, I said it on Discord, but um, I'm pretty sure I won the men's division. But uh, I couldn't in a million years compete in the women's division of mean comments. Uh, the mean comments for like Dan and Eddie. Eddie's ones were like Eddie just writes clickbait a lot, um, which is literally his job. So it's it's more descriptive than it is mean. Yeah. Uh, and Dan's ones were mostly about like why does Dan exist? Uh, <laughs> or looking like a hipster or something. Like or that. looking like a hipster, yeah. Like why does Dan exist? They just want more Jess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, Dan looks like a hipster. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't know. I, I wanted to, I, I mostly wanted to just let Lucy and Jess talk and then interject every now and then with like something funny to lighten up the fucking load because they had some horrific shit. Um, it's worth a watch. I don't know if it's up on, it'll be up on GameSpot by the time. Yeah, it's up. It's up there already. It's on the oh, yeah. Twitch. Um, oh yeah, you can probably watch it back on Twitch. Twitch. I think they archived it on there. Yeah, well. you can watch it on Twitch GameSpot probably and probably on Twitch packs or packs two or packs three or packs four. Yep. Uh, yeah, you can watch it one of one of those. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's worth it's worth a watch. Don't worry about yeah. Don't worry about watching it for me. Watch it for those like those two because they have such a fantastic sense of humor about it as well. That's the other thing. Like they have such a good attitude towards it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was fascinating. They. Yeah, I don't know. It gave me a newfound respect for them because obviously I already respect them so much. But uh, yeah, it just, I don't know. You never really get any idea of how fucking harsh it can get uh, compared compared to someone. And I like, I felt like I've copped some shit, uh, some unwarranted shit. Um, but yeah. Not even close. Not even dropping the bucket compared to them. Um, so that was pretty fascinating. I had a couple of hours after that to go and do some stuff. So naturally, I went and got coffee immediately, mm. um, and then a Red Bull immediately after the coffee had run out. Uh, plus one Red Bull, and uh, yeah, I went to the show floor and played some games. Wow! Look at me go. I played a couple of games. We'll talk about them after we finish talking about this. Yeah. About packs, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those games after we finish about talking the packs experience. So after after that one, I had uh, another panel. It was uh, it was faking it uh, game reviewers. So the idea of this one, I guess it was supposed to be sort of like uh, faking it the Jackbox game. Yep. So uh, you had to construct an argument as to why you were the uh, the owner of a certain uh, lie. So uh, there were four games and uh, four negatively reviewed games, um, and you were like each of us liked one of them, and all four of us had to pretend like all of them were our favourites. Um, so the four games were Nate had Brink from like 2011 or some shit. Um, Lucy had Playboy the Mansion. Uh, and Ed Tran uh, was... So it was Nate, me, Lucy, and, and Ed from GameSpot. Um, and Ed Ed had 
Resident Evil Dead Aim, and I picked Enter the Matrix because Enter the Matrix is an uh, underrated classic. So um, it seemed like an easy one. I really uh, like that game. Right? Was this, uh, this wasn't the multiplayer game, was it? Oh, no. This is the single player game. Yeah. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, anyway, so we all had to like construct these arguments as to why and we had nick healy for who used to work at cnet and is now like a radio host at 2ser um he was like hosting us and um yeah it was like he was just sort of he just interject every now and then with like some sort of uh I don't know, like a, a line from like a negative review. We'd be like midway through trying to explain why it was the greatest thing ever. And he'd be like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that um, on Wikipedia, it says that Enter, Ma- Enter the Matrix is possibly one of the worst games ever created. And I'm quoting here, a complete waste of the franchise. And uh, and then he'd like let you go. Like it was, he, he surgically inserted this shit just to fuck you while you were trying to pretend like you like this game. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was good. It was easily but then, one like, of the f- What was the funniest. game aspect of it? Did, did people have to guess? Oh yeah. Was so someone, each, yeah. so we, we went through all of us, uh, all of us constructed our arguments for each game. And then at the end, the crowd decided who liked which game. Okay. Uh, How'd that go? I, I won. I clearly won. Um, I don't like. I don't know. It seemed like as many people thought I liked Enter the Matrix as <laughs> Every other those that thought I liked Resident Evil Dead Aim. No, he sort of fucked it up a little. I thought I told Nick before we started that he had to do it. Like uh, he had to do all the like voting at the end, and he was like. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, we'll do it at the end. Don't worry about that. Um, but then he got votes. Like, he announced winners after each game. So, it, it, the first one was Red and Evil Dead Aim. He's like, all right, clap if you thought um, Nathan liked it. And, like, uh, I don't know, two, two people clapped. Um, clap if you thought Lucy liked it. And, like, a handful of people clapped. Clap if you think Joe liked it. Stacks of people clapped. Uh, and clap if you think Ed liked it. Uh, and like slightly less than me clapped. And he's like, well, sounds like Job won that, but it was actually Ed. And then next game, Enter the Matrix. And uh, when we got to Ed, hmm. nobody clapped because obviously we knew what game his was. Uh, and yeah, so he didn't really, he didn't. Uh, see that bit coming i guess mm-hmm. uh so he sort of screwed up the voting in that sense but um a lot of people clapped that i liked enter the matrix as well yeah uh, and i think a lot of people would have clapped for playboy mansion because i was lewd as fuck <laughs> yeah. uh and uh it's yeah it seemed like a door brink uh, um i don't know eh? i might i might i might have convinced myself uh convinced everyone but <laughs> That one was tough because I actually didn't, really didn't like it. It wasn't like Playboy the Mansion, which I remember being just completely pointless, or Resident Evil Dead Aim, which for me I never played, and neither did anyone else. I think I won Resident Evil Dead Aim, by the way, because I right at the end, 
like just I, I like interrupted Nick before he was moving on to the next game, and I made up this completely random but plausible sounding fact, relying on the fact that nobody in the fucking crowd had played the game either. Mm. I'm like, and that like, and it was revolutionary for the Resident Evil series, and I think like that's why I love it because it never gets enough credit, uh, even though it really it actually changed Resident Evil. We wouldn't have Resident Evil Four without it. Uh, I made up this fact, and yeah, like. I don't know. Boy. I could see Ed. Yeah, Ed wanted to dispute it because Ed was the only person who played it. Hmm. Um, he wanted to dispute it, but it was too late. We were moving on. It was such a fucking, it was a, such a cheap shot. It was good. Cool. That panel was fucking hilarious, like properly hilarious. I would probably watch that back again. Like personally, I'd watch it back again. I, I laughed a lot. Um, so that was good. Uh, that was that. And then I guess... Um, watched street fighter for the rest of the day that was saturday um street fighter finals were fucking awesome uh like they went right down to the wire like actually uh was a bracket reset when the loser the player from the losers bracket played his way up through reset the brackets against the guy from the winners uh and it was the guy who knocked him into the losers bracket by the way um yeah reset the bracket and then it went two rounds a piece and it was uh sorry two games a piece and then two round uh one round each uh and it was decided in like a fucking nail biting thriller right at the end um and that was really cool um it was super fucking hype and the crowd was fucking huge uh which was extra surprising because it was like just it was like after five o'clock at this point um and then I went and got drunk again. Yeah. You guys you guys were watching helicopters push um, canoes over. Oh, you, were you there at that stage? No, oh, I missed it. Yeah, so um, we were doing some, some drinks um, that afternoon, and I met up with Nate um, and uh, James, who is – he works at CBS um, oh. Interactive, and uh, we were at the General Assembly. Uh and some of the Survivor guys were going to meet up at the Melbourne Public Bar. Yep. Um, yep. And, I, and I was like, oh, I went past there and it looked pretty packed. And then a couple of people actually went in there later on. They're like, yeah, there's no tables here at all. So I was like, oh, there's, there's tables. There's like a giant table here if you want to come over here. So like a bunch of them sort of came across. And and then some... Pl- <laughs> and like this is before the fucking helicopters started. Uh, so anyway, there's like a bunch of us having drinks and whatnot. We kind of join tables because everybody sort of knows each other. Um, and then it, it's like it was race day or something like that. And all these helicopters started coming from the races and they were dropping off people to the Crown Casino. And uh, as this is happening at one stage, there was some guys in the river sort of canoeing down. And uh, I guess they were with like a trainer or a teacher or something like that, like someone guiding them. And they got caught up in these helicopters um, trying to land. And at one stage, one dude just got fucking blown over. He, like, it completely tipped and his canoe went fucking down the river somewhere. <laughs> like, it was gone. So, he's anyway, so this guy's, like, swam over to where these helicopters are landing and he's, like, hanging on. Um, and I shouldn't be laughing because it's, it's not that funny, but, but he's got a life vest on all this shit. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so he's hanging onto the side of this fucking thing and helicopters are taking off. And then the guys that are trying to come and get him sort of are making their way in, but more ke- helicopters keep coming in. Uh, 
and uh, making it really fucking difficult. Amazing. After about 15 minutes of this dude hanging on, they finally fucking get to this guy. And, uh, and I don't know what he's doing, but this guy just would not leave the side of the, um, the, the, like, handle that he's holding onto. Mm. And then so another helicopter comes along and blows the canoe off that was sitting next to him and that canoe just disappears again down the river somewhere. It's like, God. So this goes on for about 40 minutes of this guy being stuck on the side of this, like, little raft thing where all the helicopters are kind of landing on. Um, anyway, it, it was quite uh, quite a long time of this dude just struggling very hard to get anywhere. They eventually got it, got him out. He kind of swam down the river about another 100 meters, 200 meters, and, um, yeah, he, he disappeared. Uh, and then about another half an hour later, a group of, like, I don't know, 20 canoers started coming past. I think you were there at this stage. Um, yep. And this is when we all got excited because, like, holy fuck, this is going to be cool. Um, but it looks like they had a teacher that knew what they were doing, so they, they all actually went the long way around and stuck to the side of the wall and none of them got blown over. So that was kind of disappointing at that, that part of the night because we, um, we were all pretty lubricated by that stage and we're looking for some more action. No question. Yeah. And having drinks every time a helicopter would take off. Yep. Yeah. Yes, we were. Because it was a lot. It was loud. It was. It was. Yes, there were a lot. Uh, we went well into the night. Uh, I think we left. I left when they were closing. You left at the same time or roughly the same time. Yeah. Um, uh, you were trying to organize karaoke. Another group was trying to organize karaoke. Well, no, they were trying uh, to organize uh, the casino. Thought they were trying to organize casino karaoke. Yeah, there's no. I don't think there is any ca- casino karaoke. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I gave up, went and got pizza. Mm. Yeah, I lost that fight as well. I ended up in the casino. And then uh, bailed pretty early because I was like, this is shit. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I, wanna go I don't want to I don't want to drink at the casino. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was good. And then Sunday, uh, got up about a little early for me, uh, earlier, rather. Um, which was good and yeah, I don't know. Um, I had Paxomania, uh, League of Heels, Pax, the great, the great Aussie bash. Uh, it was, um, and so that was at one. And then I had another panel at four thirty, I think. Uh, so I just, I basically just had to be available for that. Uh, so I just wandered around. Packs for a bit. Um, yeah, looked looked at one other game. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah, and that's about it. And then I went and did the League of Heels. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't know what the League of Heels is, uh, in America at Packs they do this uh, wrestling show um, where you go on and uh, you. Basically, the idea is like all the wrestling takes place um, in an N64 game, um, and then like the wrestling is supposed to take up like only a tiny portion of the actual proceeding, and instead the re- the rest of it is this like this procession of all the competitors coming out and like. Uh, 
talking themselves up basically like just uh i'm like this is my gimmick and this is why i'm special and i'm gonna beat everyone and all that kind of shit and it's called league of heels because everyone goes and tries to be a heel Hmm. um yeah um I don't know, man. Like it's it's there's a uh, like a bunch of the giant bomb crew do it, and like from some other other sites in America and stuff. And they get like lots of community like game devs and stuff involved, and it's um it's a cool like it's a really cool idea. I love the idea of like because I think for a lot of people, wrestling isn't about the wrestling. You sort of appreciate the wrestling, but at the end of the day, it's about the storylines. And so the idea of League of Heels is that you create these self-contained, very quick storylines. And they might, like, create their own storylines a bit larger, like, around everything. Or they might collaborate with some people who are known to the show and stuff. But otherwise, you're just sort of making your own stuff up. Um, so I went in with this idea. Because I didn't think... Uh, I was worried that it was going to be a bit shit. Yeah. Because... I guess uh, it's not easy to watch League of Heels in Australia. Um, like, he, I don't know. It took, you always have to wait a long time for VODs, and I usually forget and stop caring by the time it comes out. I'm always excited when it, it's on because I love the idea. But, yeah, by the time it's actually on uh, on VODs, um, I've stopped caring. Um, yeah, so the... I don't know. I, I guess I figured nobody would know what, what really to do. And yeah, I don't know. They, they've got such a like laid back attitude towards it. Um, cause I think they like when shit goes wrong, uh, that there wasn't a lot of direction mm-hmm. and that made me worry a bit more that like a lot of the people, the Aussie people wouldn't really know what to do as a result or how to play it. You know, like it's not, I'm not saying we don't watch wrestling because we fucking absolutely do, but they might not understand like the, the goal of the concept is my worry. Anyway. Uh, so I, I had this idea that I, at the very least I was going to smash it. So I had this, this suit that I bought from Kmart hmm. for 45 <laughs> Yeah. 45 entire dollars uh the whole the whole bit like fucking pants and jacket that's nuts yeah it was awesome um and uh i before flying down i spent like two hours unstitching the seams on the pants mm. uh and i was uh my plan was i'm gonna i was gonna rip my pants off i just that was that was my entire plan was i'm gonna take my fucking clothes off and That'll be fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it was, but, um, as, as it sort of, as we went on, I knew, I, I figured I needed some sort of reason to rip my clothes off. Uh, and you know, I, I needed like an excuse. So I collaborated with Jigsy, uh, who used to work at EA, uh, and is now like a indie, um, sort of PR person. Uh, marketing dude and um i collaborated with him because he was going on uh as this as this bogan character and i pitched that like we would do some sort of class struggle type thing uh we'd be like i'd be the upper class sort of guy and i'd be offended at his presence on the on the show and then he'd do something 
and it'd transform me into a bogan like him. Um, but uh, when when we got there, uh, I swerved on it, and I wanted to be a um, wanted to be Mister Triple A Gaming instead, and I wanted to represent all that was uh, bad in Triple A games. And so uh, I, uh, yeah, I informed him of the new plan. He he was just sort of he was willing to do what, basically whatever I told him. Uh, just go along with, with whatever I said. So, uh, yeah, he was just, he was like a, another prop for me. Hmm. Uh, but before, like, actually, I got there as they were letting people in again. Uh, and I'm like running down the steps. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me, sorry. Got to get past, got to get past. And people are like, uh, why is he pushing in? How rude. Uh, uh, but I'm carrying, I had to run off to the I, local IGA to buy a pair of scissors and um, some beers. Because I transformed the idea into uh, Jigsy would uh, would score some cosmetic DLC for Mister Triple A out of a loot box, and that would transform me into a uh, Bogan from Logan. Um, this cosmetic DLC, uh, so I could sort of include loot boxes and DLC, and uh, you know, it was all these plans. And uh, I got up there, and um, Jigsy missed his cue, and also Mister Triple A Gaming. Uh, was vaguely similar to another person who'd already come up uh, <laughs> who did like something, yeah, sort of similar, which, uh, yeah, sort of pissed on my, like, yeah, people like, oh, cool, two people with the same idea. Uh, and then Jigsy comes up and uh, after after I prompted him, I'm like, uh, it'd be helpful if uh, someone didn't miss his cue. Uh, but yeah, that's he, he realized and he comes up and, um, yeah, he, uh, he's like, oh, you, you know what, mate, I reckon you should do a fucking shoey. And, uh, so we did a shoey each, uh, he cheated. He totally cheated. Yeah. I was disgusted in his effort. He did stage drinking. Uh, I filled my fucking shoe up with beer and then I drank beer from a shoe uh and he poured a bit in his shoe and then <laughs> sipped it out of it um but he didn't want to ruin his shoes which is fair uh and i sprung the shoey idea on him at the last second as well i think it might have might have been a, a little bit too far in asking him to do literally anything for this bit um but yeah so I, I drank the entire beer out of my shoe, uh, which got a spectacular reaction. Uh, and I'm standing in like, I'm, I'm just like guzzling. I, I'd say about, I had about six gulps of beer. Like uh, I didn't scull an entire beer. Most of it went down my front. I'd say about half of it went down my front. Uh, and then I, I dropped my shoe and I'm standing with one sock in a puddle of beer and I ripped my suit off. And uh, threw it away, and then I ripped my shirt off, revealing my uh, singlets, and then I ripped my pants off, and I was 1,000% convinced it wasn't going to work because I was trying to cut my pants on stage so that I was trying to cut the waistband, Hmm. uh, and I couldn't couldn't get through the fucking waistband with scissors. I'm like, if I can't get through this fucking waistband with scissors, there's no way I'm ripping it. I am so fucked. I'm going to have to wiggle around on the ground like an idiot. I'm going to look like such a fool. But no, fucking 
full blown rips pants straight off like nothing else like fucking like the fucking incredible hulk and uh yeah and told everyone i was now the logan bogan and uh that was about it went off it was very very popular uh because i guess in a way we swerved from being heels into now being faces which i don't think happens a lot most league of heels Everyone is a heel, uh, almost everyone is a heel, and so I got I got to subvert the idea. I, I was uh, I was happy with that. That was cool, um, and yeah, I don't know. Then the I was fucking fifth, fifth in the Royal Rumble. Um, so that's that's rough. That's a rough thing to have happen. Um, so Jigsy was fourth, if I recall, fifth or sixth. Hmm. Uh, Jigsy was just to perform me, and then uh, I came out, ran over, and uh, Jigsy was getting the shit kicked out of him. And in an effort to save himself, he uh, pulled a plug out of the machine, and uh, it froze. Uh-huh. The sixty-four did not like that, so uh, he um, he got disqualified. Um, it got booted out. And we had to start over again, which, uh, man, uh, I think there've been, yeah, there must, there was two eliminations. So I must've been six. Um, but sixth in the Royal Rumble is not where you don't want to be there. You want to be like number 29 or some shit. You want to be like second last. Cause that means you only have to last like one person or some shit, like four people. Basically you want to be close to the end. Uh, I was close to the start. Uh, so yeah, I was fighting it out. Um, uh, do it like smashing whoever I could. Um, I noticed at one point that nobody seemed to want to fight me. I got a bunch of eliminations and I was feeling good about that. Uh, a lot of eliminations. I was feeling very good about it because I literally never played the game before. Mm. Uh, I The only wrestling games I played were on the PlayStation. I didn't play fucking 64 wrestling games. I didn't even play 64 games, uh, wrestling games when I went around my friend's place because all we did was play fucking Goldeneye. Uh, we never played fucking wrestling games um, when when we were in around. Why would we waste precious golden eye time on wrestling games? Um, so yeah, I only ever played like SmackDown, SmackDown Two, I think it was, uh, which was obviously a spectacular game. Um, and before that, like I think it was, fuck, which one was it? I don't know. Anyway, um, there was there was one really good PlayStation one that wasn't SmackDown Two. SmackDown 2 is the best wrestling game ever, but there was one. I can't remember what it was. Um, that's all I ever played, so I had no idea. I didn't even know what the buttons were. I spent the first, like, five minutes of my round, my match um, taunting repeatedly <laughs> yeah. uh, because the control stick on the uh, 64 is taunt. It's not – you have to move with the D-pad. So I'm trying to move with the control stick, <laughs> and I'm just standing there taunting. Uh, I still managed to eliminate two people while I couldn't actually move my character uh, because they'd walk up to me and then I'd fling them. I was too cl- I was so close to the ropes that when I grabbed them and fling them straight over the ropes, all I had to do, all my dude had to do was turn around while taunting and then punch them off the fucking ring, uh, the uh, ring apron and down they go, two eliminations. And then I worked out, I was like, they had a cheat sheet in front of us to tell us what the buttons were. And I was like, I shifted across. But then at some point, I noticed that literally nobody was attacking me. There were three people having a fucking brawl in this ring, and nobody wanted to come at me. And so I just sort of stood off in the corner and uh, started taunting again. (laughs) Like nonstop, building up my meter and shit. (laughs) 
I'm just taunting. And I'm listening to the commentary and they're like, yeah, um, usually it's pretty poor form to just stand in a corner and taunt the entire game or like never get into the, any of the action. I mean, I know you're gaming the system, but and I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm doing this. I'm going for the win. Uh, so I'd taunt and I'd get my meter up and then I'd go fuck someone up and then I'd go back to the corner and taunt some more, uh, which was pretty good. Uh, and at some point, we worked out that two people had put in input a fucking button combination that switched to AI mode. Oh. Yeah. So, the AI was playing instead of them. They weren't actually – they were pressing buttons and they were doing literally nothing. And, yeah, they were trying to work it out. And it was – that was pretty amazing, to be honest. Uh, and as soon as there were four people in the ring again, I suddenly had to, like, fight. And uh, I got eliminated almost immediately. And that was me done. Um, but so yeah. Were you getting health back every time someone was eliminated or how? No, you don't get health back. So, so uh, you pretty much, if you're at the start of the game, free in trouble. It's, yeah, that's hard mode. That's proper hard mode. My dude, like, spent most of the game holding his arm because he got, like, in one of the first matches, uh, fights I had, like, we fucked each other up nonstop. Uh, I, th- I thought I was going to get pinned at one point. I was that fucked up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, my dude spent, like, almost the entire game holding his arm because he was injured. Uh, and I wasn't getting any health back, which was hard. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was good fun. It was good fun. And, um, yeah, after I got eliminated, I don't know. I guess you, it's hard to pay attention because you can't really see the screen. They don't have a screen over there for you to watch on. So you just sort of sit there. But uh, like 90, 90% of the way through, um, the one of the Aussie organizers of it, Justine, uh, she got eliminated and uh, she like made them press pause and chucked like a hissy fit. Mm. And uh, she's like, put me back in, put me back in. I demand you put me back in. And... Uh, and the guy was hosting Aaron. It was Aaron, and Aaron is from League of Heels, and his uh, co-host was Yug. Uh, and yeah, Aaron was like, uh, "Sorry, we don't do that. There's like, you have to go." Uh, and someone in the in the crowd was like yelling at her to get off the stage and boo and boo, and she's like. <laughs> get him and then some other person like leapt out of the crowd and smashed like fantastic fantastic moves but smashed this dude and uh dragged him up on stage and then justin's like if you don't put me back in i'm gonna have him tear this guy's head off (laughs) and yeah uh so that went on for a bit and then uh aaron's like fine I'm going to have to call security. Security, come remove these people, please. I'm sorry. Seriously, security. And, like, security from PAX was 100% walking up. But then this dude in, like, a security jacket comes out from behind the stage. And uh, he's massive and clearly a wrestler. And uh, Lan- Luke Lancaster had to go tell the other security to not come up on stage, that it wasn't actually necessary. And, uh, yeah, it turned out that the new security guy was on Justine's team as well. And, uh, and they were going to like ruin this guy, but the guy managed to escape and ran away. And so they were like, fine, we'll just, we'll kill you then Aaron. And they went over to get him. And, uh, he like 
did a a kick kicked one of the dudes in the nuts and threw him off the stage into the other guy and it was fucking amazing it was proper amazing i loved it to bits the the wrestlers were so fucking good at what they did they were so fucking good um they sold it so well it was awesome that was totally worth watching cool yeah that was cool and then after that i did um one more panel, panel. It was uh, thirty-hour games in three minutes, and you had to describe the entire plot of a thirty-hour game in three minutes. And I sandbagged. I uh, I described the first three minutes of Dark Souls in three minutes, yeah. and uh, that was pretty good. I actually wanted. I was trying to. I semi-practiced it in my mind without actually saying it out loud, but I'd semi-practiced it so that I would be able to do the first like chunk, like the first area of uh dark souls and uh in two minutes or so and then just bounce through the rest of the game like i was doing this like you wake up in this cell and there's a fire you gotta get a key and you get the key and you go up a corridor and this dude shoots you with a bow and you like run away you come back and you dodge the the arrow and you get up the end there and that's really cool and like sort of really slowly explaining it and then my plan was, uh, and then like you die and then you move on from that area and you beat, and I was just going to rattle off a bunch of things you beat. You beat too many gargoyles, beat a big butterfly, you throw grenades over a wall to beat the Capra demon demon. Cause you don't want to beat him when he's got his two dogs next to him. Uh, you beat uh, a Hydra, but you probably don't want to beat a Hydra. You beat, beat a big fat guy. Uh, and then you come up against a dog with a sword in its mouth, and you help it out by sticking a sword in its face, uh, and et cetera, et cetera. And I was just going to go through the list of all the bosses. Uh, but as you can see, I can't even remember them off the top of my head right now, so uh, even less likely I'd be able to do it then. Um, but, yeah. Uh, that was good. I don't think it was, uh, I, I don't know. My sandbagging didn't go off over very well. I think it would have been better if it had been earlier so that we could have had like some redemption on on the panel as opposed to, or if I was, the alternative was I volunteered to do a different game yeah. and did that quickly. But uh, I was going to do Alex Kid, But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, what you should have done. What? And it's something I suggested to Nate. Hmm. Was um, tell the story of PUBG. Tell us. Oh, that would have been good. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would have been so good. I, um, had, I had this idea in my head because you guys were talking about uh, like getting people up there to describe it. Should have done um, it. And I was like going through in my mind, like you get through this entire story, and you, you know you're going through all, everything that's going on, and and then you get to the end, and there's like three players left, and you shoot one guy, and he dies and then you realize that you're actually in a duos match and I've just carried Job for the entire game. <laughs> uh, that would have been a good payoff. <laughs> yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that was your panel. Panels. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. And then, yeah, I bailed out um, almost directly after. Hmm. Um yeah, went, got the Sky Boss back, which was obviously a good idea. Uh, and yeah, that was about it. I was flying with Jester. 
I don't really ever want to fly with Jetstar again, but it's okay. Because <laughs> you didn't make it, nearly. Yeah. Um, hey, but yeah, the no. I didn't hit your plane. That's true. Hmm. That is true. Uh, actually, they were pretty good, to be honest. Jetstar was pretty good. Um, but yeah, that's about it. That was my packs. What about you? Uh, you showed up for two minutes every single day, and that's about it? Yeah, pretty much. Um, nice. I played a couple games while I was there. Uh, should we talk about them? Let's do it. Let's go. Cool. Let's do it. To it. Um, I don't have them up on my phone at the moment, so let me just. Oh, yeah. I played Hello Neighbor. Yep. Uh, so Hello Neighbor is this uh, indie game where you have to sneak into a person's uh, this this dude's house. Uh, you're his neighbor, and you have to sneak into his house to see what like suspicious shit he's up to. Hmm. Uh, it's like that episode of uh, The Simpsons where Bart breaks his leg um, and Lisa has to sneak into Ned Flan's house uh, but the trick with this is every single time he catches you he sends you back home and he puts up more things to thwart you next time and he learns from your preferred methods of entry to fuck over your efforts for the next time uh, so if he catches you going through the front door uh, he might uh, put a bear trap in front of the door. And when the bear trap snaps, he comes and gets you. Or he might put a bucket over the over the, the door. And when you open the door, it falls on you. And then he comes and gets you. Or he might put cameras up. Or uh, like all kinds of things. And, and the list continues to like build out and out and out as he uh, slowly develops his uh, ability to... Stop you from being able to, I guess, get through the the house. Uh, I was actually pretty good at it. It's like uh, it's a stealth game. It's like designed to be a stealth game, and there's this element of like distraction involved where you're trying to like distract him uh, while he's nearby and all this kind of stuff, um, so that you can get past. And you got to find like these things so that you can get to the next area, like a key to get through a locked door or um, an alternative entry route, so that you can like. Uh, open a like pull a lever that might open a door somewhere else in the house or something like that and like by doing that you slowly open this house up more and more but as it carries on you're also like your preferred methods of entry are also getting more and more fucked uh they're also harder and harder to actually do anything about and uh like to use rather so like it's it's this there's this like balancing act where you're trying to balance your ability to get into the house with, uh, quickly with your ability to do anything in the house um, next time you next like when you're in, inevitably caught and uh, yeah it was I don't know it was a lot of fun I really liked it yeah um, I don't know I'd, I'd, I'm definitely interested in checking it out again once a bit further in because I think at the moment it didn't really have a lot of indication as to how you were supposed to go about what you were doing I jumped on a, on a game and this dude was like uh, I give up I don't like I don't know he couldn't like this dude couldn't even get in the front door he's like I, give, I, I just give up I can't get I can't even get in the front door um, and he like hopped up and walked away I'm like cool and I sat down and then I got in the front door literally inside of 18 seconds. Like, it took no time at all. Um, so, 
that's not really on him though. It just didn't really explain like a lot of the stuff. And I'd been watching him fail to do it for long enough that I didn't need to like fail to do it myself. I'd been watching him fail to work out like a few minor elements uh, that, yeah, once, once I saw it in action, I was able to like translate it into action for myself. Uh, so, yeah, it doesn't really, yeah, give you a good idea, I guess. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Otherwise, it's really cool. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I was, they caught, they got pictures of me playing it. Apex, yeah, I've seen I've seen the um, the game somewhere. I can't remember where I saw it, but yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's definitely worth checking out. I think. Cool. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Um, I played the Gardens Between. Did Did you check this out at all? No, I saw it. There was a big line. I, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I basically walked up and I think he saw my badge and was like, "Oh, this way, sir." Um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, this is actually a game that was announced on uh, PlayStation uh, last night, I believe, or it's coming to PlayStation. Um, but it's also going to be released on on like PC, um, Steam, that sort of stuff as well. It's a uh, it's an independent game made in Australia, um, like a, pa- a puzzle game basically, where you control these two characters who uh, are working their way through. Um, all these levels and all the levels are set up on like a little island type thing and as you move um, your contr- uh, so your control of your stick you move left or right that makes the two characters sort of walk around in a direction um, you, you don't really have a choice of like alright I'm going to move them up or down it's kind of just left or right they move left or right and that is it um, so as you're moving time sort of changes and it's it's all about controlling time. So you move to the right and the camera slowly starts to spin around this little island and the two characters that you are controlling sort of walk along with you and they sort of point at objects in the world or um, interact with objects in the world. And the idea is to try and figure out the puzzle in that area and keep them moving around to the top of this island or whatever it is they need to get to and then proceed to the next level. So it's about like problem solving and, and figuring out the puzzles. Um, so it starts off a very basic um, at the start, like one of the characters is kind of holding this lantern and she captures these orbs that are floating throughout the um, this little island. And the idea is to, I guess, get to the end and then put like the the little lantern on top of the, the podium and off it goes to the next level. And then like the next one sort of introduces of, oh, there's things in this world that kind of steal away the orb and you've got to try and figure out then, all right, well, how do I get past this little, like, creature thing that's stealing my orb? What do I need to do that that sort of stops that from happening? And there might be, like, a a little, uh, like, a switch somewhere that you need to walk past and, and flicker and that kind of makes that little creature disappear. Um, and then it sort of just keeps evolving from there on. And the aesthetic of it is really cool. It's like this... Uh, objects in the real world that are kind of spread out on this island but they're like gigantic like you've got a giant tv that's kind of sitting there or a um uh like a a gaming system or a calculator um cassette tapes uh jenga sets like all these little bits and pieces that kind of give this little island uh, a really unique um like twist on on the world 
but one of the puzzles that kind of really stuck out to me the most, um, and that's kind of where I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. Yeah. It was it was pretty basic to start with, but then I got to a point where I was like, oh, shit, I'm stuck. And I was nearly going to ask the guy, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. Um, I got to this point where one of the characters kind of jumps off this ledge and lands on, like, a handsaw. And uh, the actual handsaw is stuck in a plank of wood. And this, this wooden saw is, like, huge. It's, like, I don't know. Uh, the saw is maybe three times as big as her and the plank of wood lengthwise is four or five times. And you get to that point where you jump off and then onto this handsaw and you couldn't proceed any further. The kind, the, the time sort of just stops. And the only way you go was backwards again. And so I went back and had a look around and my two characters are sort of walking, you know, walking around that area, looking at stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, I don't, I'm sort of stuck. I'm, I don't really, really know what I'm supposed to do. So I walked back on the plank of wood and then it stopped again. Um, and while this is happening, sort of time is moving backwards and forwards. The objects in the world of are, are also moving. Like, so this saw blade is moving up and down on this plank of wood. Um, but I'm not really, I haven't noticed that part yet. And then, so I jump off the wood, off this, this saw, and then I start reversing time again. Then I jump back on the wood and I, I start realizing that the actual saw is cutting the plank of wood while I'm doing right. this. And so I have to constantly move it backwards and forwards. And eventually, the saw cuts through the wood and it drops the plank. And then that allows me to go and cross that plank of wood and use it as like a like a bridge. Um, and that was the moment where I was like, oh, shit, all right. I'm sort of getting what this game's kind of going for. Um, so, yeah, it, it does some interesting things like that with the world. Uh, so, yeah, it's cool. I, I reckon it's really interesting. Um, it's definitely not going to be for everybody. Um, like, I don't know if it's going to be a game that you would play, but it does some yeah. cool puzzle elements. Like, it is pretty basic. You're moving left and right, and it's just about triggering certain events or objects within the world to kind of get past them. It doesn't seem much deeper than that, but it's got some really interesting um, things that it does do. So, yeah, I, I kind of liked it. And, um, yeah, as I said, made out of, uh, made out of uh, Melbourne. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing there's going to be some sort of story in there. It, it doesn't seem to be like telling um, any narrative in terms of like, oh, here's these two people are talking. They're kind of pointing at objects in the world and that sort of thing. But I have a feeling that the stuff in the world is going to tell some sort of story or right. like the relationship between these two people. Um, you know, my my guess is, I don't know, someone, one of them probably dies or some shit like that. Um, that's where I'd take it anyway. So, yeah, it looks really cool. The other thing I was, I'll say is just walking around packs, seeing all the, this game was made in Melbourne, like with Victoria, Australia, uh, Victoria, um, the film industry money. What, what do they call it? Victoria Arts or something? Um, the film Victoria? Film Victoria money? Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. there's a lot of games there that are made there. Yeah. Um, yep. And that's really good. Fucking awesome. Um, that You can see all these unique, interesting games that look really awesome that are being made there. And it fucking blows my mind how, like, ignorant the government is of taking away all this funding all the time and uh, and just not supporting the, the, the industry at all. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Because the, uh, there was a lot of games there that were 
had that banner on on the um yeah shit lights yeah there was heaps of them and they all looked awesome um anyway I just want to mention that that was one game I played the other one was uh, Sinner and I think sorry I didn't actually play it I watched it but I think you played it maybe no I didn't I didn't play it I watched it you watched it okay so it was like yeah. a Dark Souls um inspired game yep. where he- heavily inspired it it actually looked very much like it as well you looked at the movement and that sort of thing and it's um it definitely looks like that team has has paid close attention to from software but I was talking to one of the guys that was over there and, and they were saying that it's probably going to be like an 8 to 10 hour game to finish um, it's purely just boss fights at the moment type stuff where there will be like a central hub area that you kind of walk around and, and go investigate these different bosses um, I watched a couple of the bosses that were kind of being showcased and they did look I guess unique and interesting they had it definitely looked tough from some of the guys that were playing it yeah. um, like a lot of move sets uh, stuff like one guy where you get close to them and they kind of just start poisoning you um yeah stuff like that but yeah it looks tough but it also looks looks really cool definitely something that i think i would check out at some stage Uh, yeah definitely gonna track that one yeah because um jung was the one that actually got me onto that one because i think he had a play of it and he was like hey go check out this game (laughs) it looks sick so if jung's saying it looks sick then it's probably pretty good yeah yeah nice um yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, that looked pretty good, rather. I'm pretty sure I told Chung to go look at it. So oh, okay, fair enough. So the, the chain. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, I played a game called Elden that sort of reminded me of Dark Souls as well. Yep. Um, in that it had a um, had a stamina bar and punishing combat and. Uh, an understated story, but it was sort of told in this top-down, like, uh, top-down fashion, like, similar, like, the art. I mean, perspective-wise, it was similar to Diablo. It wasn't gameplay-wise similar to Diablo. But, uh, yeah, you'd sort of, like, roll around this map and um, have a, I guess, have a attempt to puzzle out where you're supposed to go next and try to find, like, these keys that would open gates and get you like get through the world and stuff like that and uh yeah it was pretty interesting it needs more work at this point i I think uh dev was saying that it's like a year away from release which is good um but it's worth tracking uh for me it just had a couple of like uh collision detection detection issues that maybe sort of not really trust some elements of like it made me like wonder whether or not I was missing because I was missing, or whether it was just the game wasn't on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, that's like obviously for a Dark Souls game, that's the sort of thing that desperately needs to be one hundred percent. So yeah, they they got to get up on that. But uh, I think they're still building like out the worlds and then they'll refine all that stuff. Um, it had like some really creepy enemies and it's, you sort of start off and you'd fight one of them and you'd be like, fuck, that was tough. And, uh, by the end of the, my playthrough, I was like taking on two of them plus like three of these enemies that you fight a lot of, but become really problematic when there's like two or more of them and, uh, a couple of like fucking globs that kill you if they get near you and, like you're suddenly feeling pretty overwhelmed and yeah, that that's a pretty cool 
like feature or like concepts rather um, for them to add into the game this idea that like you can get overwhelmed the more you the further you go in the game mm-hmm. um, and again reminds me of Dark Souls mm. worth worth keeping an eye on as well yeah and uh, any other games no <laughs> I've got one more Dead Static Drive uh, yeah I saw this one this is that like top down car driving game is it uh, yeah, it's not car driving though. It's more like, um, it's, I guess the idea was like, I think the idea was sort of like if you go like, um, like Sam and Dean Winchester's car from uh, Supernatural. Yeah. And you were driving from like place to place hunting monsters you're a monster hunter and you go from place to place hunting monsters and um you talk to people and uh like try to work out how like the best way to kill the monster and um yeah i don't know it's really cool i just have fun um yeah it's um it's got this really cool top-down art style uh again like not not super similar to Diablo this time but uh, top down and sort of pans in while you're driving pans out or whatever and uh, yeah it's it's super eerie it's got this really cool idea of um, like this cool uh, sort of tone about it this like you trying to work out what's going on around here and nothing really makes a lot of sense and uh, the the like worse you treat your own uh like i guess sanity and stuff it's got this underlying sanity system because it's cthulian and so the more you take on monsters without like any sort of self-care um the more like the worse your sanity gets and the worse the harder it is to trust what you can see and stuff like that and uh yeah it's it's it looks really fucking cool i'm really excited to play it when it comes out but uh uh, it's another one that looks like it's a fair way off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's about it. That's all I played. Cool. That was cool. it at PAX. Yep. Um, any, what else can we talk about? Uh, or is that Other it? Other games? <laughs> PAX is pretty good. It was fun. PAX, PAX was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, st- I'm like, it's still one of the best surprises I've ever had that fucking PUBG panel it was fucking amazing <laughs> yeah it was so good you guys are fucking awesome <laughs> yeah alright some some other shit's going on we got games coming out these days um, sure what do we want to talk about you, can you talk about Xbox One X because that might feed into some of the other things we got here no we can't talk about Xbox One X why did you bring that up because it's on the list here I don't think it is. I don't think it is on the list, Luke. Uh, um, no, I think you meant you saw a tweet about someone getting one. Ah, oh, that's what I. That's what I saw. Yep. Unboxing uh, video. Did you do an unboxing video? I didn't. No. But I did unbox one. Um, but no, I can't talk about it. Don't be ridiculous. Uh, I can talk about Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. Which I've been playing on Xbox One. Not the X version? I don't think so. Um, 
Yeah, I can't talk about Xbox. Uh, sorry, uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. Okay. I played about the first hour of it. It's uh, it's cool. It's it, I mean, we played it before. We talked about it before. It's translated really well uh, into the final version. Like it's come across really well. Um, yeah, it feels really good to play. The starting of the story is fucking confusing as fuck, and I think. Like, I felt like I missed some shit, but uh, once you're in the game itself, mm. past the story stuff, um, it's just, yeah, it's a really cool, um, like, I don't know, the systems they got going in that game, you just come across shit happening all the time. It feels like a proper living, breathing world um, more than almost any other game I've ever played, uh, which is fucking really cool. They pretty much uh, ubisoft it up. They yes, they certainly did, um, th- but they they actually like it feels like they might have mastered that concept at this point. Like they might be just the fucking kings of it, which is awesome. Hmm. Um, yeah, you just you come across shit like I don't know, like fucking I'm flying around as my eagle trying to just hunt down some soft leather so I can upgrade my stuff, and I see antelopes getting chased. By uh, by like desert dogs, I guess. Not hyenas, but there's something like hyenas, I guess. Coyotes? No, um, just desert dogs. Desert dogs. Okay. Uh, and they go like down near a river, and a crocodile comes out and gets one of the fucking dogs, and it's like, holy fuck, hmm. that is amazing. Like, there's like a fucking. There's a food chain in this motherfucker. That's amazing. That's spectacular. And, uh, yeah, I guess, he's, I don't know. I like that shit. I like that shit a lot. I have barely, I'm not, not even doing the quests. I'm just, like, flying around as an eagle watching animals eat each other, which is really cool. So, so far, I'm, I'm into it. I'm very much into it. What about you? You played it yet? No. I'm holding out for the Xbox One X. Good one. Yeah. And because there's just so much other shit to play right now, I'm like, oh, God, I don't, yeah. don't really have the time. Fair enough. I figure in like a week and a half, I'll have <laughs> at least gotten through some stuff. Sure. Yeah. It seems like it's reviewed better than, um, uh, I guess, what was the last one, Unity? Yeah. 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 It seems to be reviewing pretty well. Um, I think it's up there with the same sort of reviews as like Black Flag or no. Black, Black Flag was like the 90s, wasn't it? So, yeah, not as high as that. Yeah. But, but better than Unity. So. Yeah. That's good to see. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. What yep. else have we got? Uh, you talking about South Park? Or you yeah, already did. I, I think I've mentioned enough about that. Uh, I'll just add that uh, I'm nearly done. Uh, I did go and try and fight Morgan Freeman that you recommended. Oh, yep. I got fucking destroyed. <laughs> um, I think I got him down to like halfway health and, and yeah. Then, yeah he and you used out. literally everything you had yeah. in your arsenal yeah. I was like oh, this is good I hope I hope the when you do kill him you get something good out of it because holy shit I must have been out of that fight for like 15-20 minutes before I was uh, like, <laughs> I'm good I hope you get, get just trash I hope they fucking troll the shit out of you mm. yeah but uh, I did fight uh, some other bosses and um, yep. it's getting harder towards the end with the on um, the difficulty yeah. I'm playing, which is good. Yeah, I'm very much enjoying that. It's some of these fights are taking uh, a bit longer, which is awesome. Um, 
But yeah, that, that game's pretty good. I like it. Nice. And Super Mario Odyssey. Super Mario Odyssey came out while we were at PAX. Yep. Uh, I bought it in while I was in the Qantas Lounge yep. before flying down. I downloaded it on their Wi-Fi, which was very cool. Okay. That was my favorite thing. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know how this game's getting tens. Uh, I don't think it's bad, but it's, I don't think it's a 10 out of 10. Uh, the story is for shit, which means my motivation for doing anything is for shit. Yeah. Um, I constantly feel like I'm being fucking like suckered. Uh, like the idea of getting moons. Yeah. Why I don't getting- understand why I'm getting moons to power your spaceship right your hat ship or whatever the fuck yeah. so you're getting ha- moons to get to power your hat ship but you can get like way more moons than you need, need. yeah except it turns out that like it doesn't count yeah they don't like they don't pay it forward so you might if you count or collect 50 fucking moons in an area uh you'll still need to collect eight in the next one to power up your fucking hat ship to go anywhere. Despite the fact that you've got like fucking six times that back of you fucking or like, or you collect it up. Uh, this, it doesn't feel like there's any consequence for dying. You lose 10 gold, 10, 10 coins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that doesn't, that's yeah. pointless. And the coins respawn. Yeah, the coins respawn. Actually, shitloads of stuff respawns, which makes me feel like you've got like I'm not having any impact on the game world. Just makes me feel like yeah, I'm just like they don't they respawn if you like leave the area for a second. It's like Far Cry Two, but like ramped up to a billion because it's not like you're driving away anywhere. You just fucking you go over a ledge for a moment or whatever the fuck. And you come back and, oh, cool, all the enemies are back and all the purple goo on the ground is back. And so I've got to go through that again. That's fun. Yay. And so, yeah, it just becomes like this, like carving out the fastest path through a bunch of shit you don't give a fuck about, which I don't think is a very good design philosophy for this sort of game. Uh, I'm not really getting a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. Um from that perspective um like yeah i don't know I've, I've done some cool shit um the deep woods in one of the levels did you go to the deep woods i don't think so I, i'm like four worlds in yeah i think i got to it like by the fourth world okay um i'm like one of these levels feels really small and then i fell off a ledge and i fell so the deep woods are deep or dark woods i don't know Hmm. And it was this whole other area. And that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool surprise. Yep. I just figured I was about to lose 10 gold. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there was some extra shit hidden down there and whatnot. I like when the – I like. I think it's really good when it transforms between 2D and 3D. I think it does that transition really well and it plays on the concepts pretty well. Um, and I like that Mario keeps wearing the same shit when he goes 2D. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a cool little addition, but uh, yeah, I don't see the points uh, of a lot of like you collect purple coins for every place you go to, mm-hmm. um, but generally you only use purple coins to buy like location specific, um, yeah. like clothing and uh, 
and then use that clothing to get into an area that will generally get you a single moon. So you wind up having to spend like, I don't know. 25 uh, coins or something. <laughs> yeah, 25 of these special coins. There's only 50 of in a level just to get a single moon. That doesn't seem like it's very much worth the time or efforts. Yeah, it's uh, like, hey, this is a sticker that's going to go on your ship or oh, yeah. that's going to sit in the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, and I I haven't bought any of that shit. I only bought the costumes until I worked out that I can I can't work out how to change costumes. Uh, there's a like wardrobe in your ship, or at the so you can only shop. do it in the, sh- uh, you the costume shop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cards do it anytime you like. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Why? Well, I don't know why they did that, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm up to New Donk City. All right. And uh, I just got all the musicians for the mayor. Uh, why is Mario doing this while he's supposed to be chasing a boat that stole his girlfriends? I don't know. But, yep, get all these musicians for the mayor so we can hold a big parade. Cool. It doesn't. I guess it doesn't matter because the story is fucking bullshit and doesn't really do anything anyway. But, yeah, I don't know. I just... Hmm. I don't get it, man. Yeah. Well, this this is definitely 100% a case of Nintendo games getting a pass. Because mm-hmm. none of this shit would fly if it wasn't a Mario game. If this was a Sonic game, it would be probably the reverse. <laughs> okay. You're playing the Sonic card. I'm playing the Sonic card. If this was a Sonic game, though, after a legacy, after like repeatedly trotting out shitty fucking Sonic games, and this came out, people would be like, Sonic just can't get it right, can he? Oh, boy. But, no, with the, because Mario, they're like, oh, I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Oh, please. Oh, just spur your come anywhere you like, Mario. Please, give it, give it to me, please. Um, yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. I don't know. So, but, I, I really, I'm enjoying it. Um, why? But what are you enjoying? All the puzzly stuff. But the There's same, shit. Like, well, no. There hasn't been a single puzzle that I felt even remotely challenged by. Hmm. And some so I can't imagine that you have. No. So uh, like this- so, uh, let me finish. I, I was I was really enjoying that first one. I was like, holy shit, there's a lot here to do. And yeah. I was like collecting all those fucking moons and all that shit. And then um, I I, I finished that one and. Uh, you know, I filled up my sail and built my sail or whatever. And then I went back through and I was like, oh, fuck, all this other stuff is like opened up in this world. And so I went back and started collecting more moon shards. What are they called? Moon shards? Moons? Some shit? Yeah, moon. Moons. Moon. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, and then, so I started going through that. I got like 20 more. And then I went and went back to my ship and it was like, the ship's full. All right. So I pumped them more in there and the number went higher. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go to the next thing then, the next world. And I did the same thing, like, going through, getting all the the moons. And then I only needed, like, 10. And then that let me go to the next world. And then I collected, like, 20 more at that same spot. I'm like, well, I'm at that point where I'm like, why the fuck am I sticking around if all I need is 10 and I can just piss off to the next place? Like, as you said, the game doesn't give you any incentive to go and collect all these extra moons and the thing is that once you normally um i guess defeat the boss or 
anything like that. Once you get to the point where you've got enough moons to kind of get to that next section, the world's like some of them do change. You've got that that desert one that completely changes. It, yeah. it goes from like uh, like uh, everything's frozen to um, it's a proper desert and stuff. More things sort of open up and there's a lot of uh, like objects you can start interacting with, in, interacting with or, or characters. Um, and there's all this cool shit to do, but it's kind of pointless because you've gotten all the stuff that you need to and you can go to the next level. So for me, like, why am I sticking around collecting all this shit that I don't really need anything for unless I'm going to be a completionist and do every single one of them at which stage I'm sure it'll unlock something. Secret ending or some shit. Yeah, you can play as Luigi or something like that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's where I'm kind of at with it. Like, I don't understand. There's no incentive for me to stick around and keep collecting all this bullshit because I know if I do have to do that, It'll be collecting 400,000 of these stars, m- moons that I need to pick up because that's the way the game's going to go. Um, so, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like the motion controls. Why do I have to put motion controls in my jumping uh, or throwing my hat? Like, I still can't figure out how the fuck to do it properly on a... Because um, I've been playing it either in a docked mode with the uh, like handheld mode or with the... Uh, the two controllers plugged into the little thing that makes it like a prop controller. I don't know what that's called. Um, but the game seems to want me to play it with it in my hands, like apart from each other. I didn't want to do that. Um, so it's like, hey, you need to swish, swishy your hand this way if you want to do a, a hat throw in a circle. And all right, or you can move your hand in this direction and it'll throw the hat and then home it to the nearest em- enemy. And uh, it's just, it's just dumb, some of that stuff. It's I don't know why it's there. Um, yeah. So they're my two biggest complaints at the moment is I don't understand like, and for a game that is like, hey, you should be collecting all this stuff. The incentive for me to collect stuff is not very good. Yeah. But I'm enjoying the world and the the things in it. It's just you're not keeping me engaged enough to stay in that world. I'm just like, all right, next one, cool, let's go. <laughs> so I've only played like um, I don't know, like six hours, five six hours so far. Um, so yeah, hopefully it can kind of keep me a bit more engaged in it. Sort of has been because I just, I don't know, man, I'm not feeling it. Like having to go through and collect everything. Like I I probably would have stayed in those, like I was exploring so much that first, those first two worlds, like looking in every corner, looking for little secrets and trying to figure out what all this, um, you know, how objects within the world interacted with each other, like getting that dinosaur and be like, all right, well, do I bash through all these blocks and then there's a hidden door somewhere or something? And just trying to see how it sort of reacts with different things. But by the third world, I was like, oh, okay, I just need, I only need 10, 10 moons and I can just leave because it doesn't yeah. really matter. And it's a water world, so I don't fucking care because <laughs> they're the worst. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a bit shit. I'm sure someone will email us and be like, hey, actually, if you get all 854 coins, stars, you'll get to Moons. Mario runs around with a, I don't know, without his shirt off. Yeah. shit. Yeah. No, I've already got him running around with his shirt off. So, okay. um, yeah, man, like, I don't know. It's just, 
It's it's basically that. Like I don't. There's no. I'm not incentivized to play this game. Like to do any of the extra like work. See, if Mario had fucking unlock skills in there, and you could only throw his hat around in a circle, if I had two hundred coins, and fuck yeah, I'd be all into that shit. I'd be like level up trees and like all that of sort of thing. I'd do that. They should have done that. Of course, he's of got course. a lot of move sets. He's got a lot of yeah. He does actually have a lot of moves, and there is no progression system, which I find pretty pretty odd. Um, Everything seems to be unlocked, right? Yeah, straight from the get go. Um, I don't dislike it. I'm just saying uh, it does seem a little odd. Uh, I am. I don't feel incentivized to do anything in the game. Um, the story certainly isn't keeping me in it. Um, at this point, I'm just sort of. I'm just playing to like, so that people can't complain that oh you didn't even finish it. When I start criticizing it, mm. because yeah, I don't know, and I'm not. I 100% am not going to collect all of the fucking moons. It's not going to happen. I don't play games that way. I don't play games to collect everything, all the everything. But like it's like I hate that kind of shit. I play games where I like farm xp or whatever if there's a interesting combat system but uh if like the combat system's dog shit i don't want to have to farm xp you know like that's the thing i want interesting gameplay and i want incentives that are linked to interesting gameplay and this does not have interesting gameplay because the puzzle like i like the puzzle platforming but i don't think the puzzle platforming is very good i oh man i made my way through a fucking portion of uh level uh, where I had to like, I think I lost, I must have died literally thirty five times in this one area because <laughs> I I didn't get good. No, um, I had to like to to do it. I had to go through this these this zone where if I fell in the water below it, the purple water below it, I died instantly. And to make it to make each jump. Uh, I had to do Mario's long jump. Uh, and there were, I think, like six in a row. Six jumps in a row uh, that I had to make. And once I'd made all six jumps, I'd be able to, I don't know, collect a moon, I guess. Um, I, I was clearly missing some elements in the in the game. Like, I was missing a portion of this level. Uh, but I kept... kept like persevering because I actually enjoyed the challenge. I was having fun with the challenge. Uh, and so I'm like trying to, I don't know the trick. The reason I kept dying is because when you do the long jump, you've got, you've got to like keep holding if you want to actually make it any further distance. So you've got to keep holding forward while you do the jump. Uh, but the things that I was landing on were like a Mario big. So I was landing on these spots, these, just tree stumps. Yeah. And so I had to keep moving forward until I got to them and then I had to stop dead. I couldn't like pull back on the tree, uh, on the thumbstick because then I'd run backwards off it. I couldn't like keep holding for too long because then I'd run off it and I'd insta die every single time. So I had to f- let go perfectly every single time. Yeah. And uh, I, fin- I, I I did it and I got a moon and uh, cool. 
then I didn't know what I was supposed to do because I still need another nine moons. And uh, I just ran around like jump stomping on everything. And eventually I worked out that I could jump stomp up this fucking set of stairs. And uh, I worked out that I could get these little stretchy caterpillar dudes. Mm. And I could stack them on the head. Oh, no. no, 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 those are Goombas. Um, uh, these stretchy caterpillar dudes, but if I like, I could use those because you can stretch their head out to an area and they will stand perfectly still. So you, you can actually just do this portion that took me like a billion lives to jump through. Hmm. You can just do it by like stretching a caterpillar across uh-huh. you might, and then stretch the caterpillar across to the next one. It's actually unbelievably easy uh to do <laughs> but uh i did it the ultra stupid hard way and that sucked dick uh so yeah that sucked um no uh i don't know i just don't yeah i don't know it's i guess like if a child's puzzle platformer like a child's level difficulty puzzle platformer is what you're after then it's good but Breath of the Wild is way better. Mm-hmm. Like, way, way better. This was... This is just... Yeah, whatever. Yep. It's me. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. All right. Is that all the games? That's it. Everything. That's it. Yep. Cool. Yep. Uh, should we do some news then? Yep. What do we got? Uh, the closing of Visceral. What? Did we talk about it last week? Uh... Yeah, a little bit, but uh, there was a big story up on Kotaku that went into a lot of detail about the uh, that nature of why Visceral closed, and I think it's worth checking out um, if you get a chance. Um, yeah, it's this. Uh, they went into like basically Visceral was fucked from the get go, um, like the Star Wars game was fucked from the get-go uh they hired hennig on and they never really gave her the staff she needed to make the concept work but at the same time like she didn't really trust any of the the staff that she did have Hmm. to do any work like to do work autonomous of her um so they like staff and hennig clashed a lot because um, I guess from her perspective, none of the staff had ever made a Uncharted game before, and she was trying to make a game like that. And at the same time, like they were just trying to get shit done. And you know, they're working alongside Star Wars, so everything has to be approved by Star Wars. Everything has to be approved by Hennig. So it just wound up being this situation of like they could never really get shit done because like they were constantly waiting on approval for stuff and any tweaks on, on either side needed to be approved by another layer of person. And so it just like sort of everything was delayed because of that. And then, you know, they never had enough staff to really go for a game of the scope that they were looking for. Um, Cause they were, they were dreaming pretty big. Um, and, the real tragedy in all of this is that Hennig crashed what I think, like what I read, sounded like a fucking amazing game to create this ragtag game, which would have been a single-player narrative experience, which 
I don't wanna play. Uh, yeah, they were working on this game that they were calling. What are they calling it? So I tweeted about it yesterday. Um, Yuma. They were calling it Yuma. Well, first they were working on this game called uh, Jamaica that was coming out alongside, uh, like around the same time, planned to come out around the same time as Black Flag, and it was also a pirate game. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then they all got switched to Hardline, um, and so Jamaica went on hold. But then EA got the Star Wars license, and so they pitched this new game, which was they took the uh, the Jamaica idea of being pirates, and they made it in the Star Wars universe, and they called it Yuma. Um, and so you were a fucking space pirate in the Star Wars universe, uh, which, honest to God, makes my dick so fucking hard, I can't even understand. Like, why does this game... Why... Does any other fucking Star Wars game exist when this could have happened? That is ridiculous. Oh, my dear God. They could have made a fucking game where you're a space pirate in the Star Wars universe. And yet instead they're like, yeah, better make a game where you're, um, you know. A knockoff Han Solo. Huh? <laughs> yeah, a knockoff Han Solo doing Uncharted shit. Better do that. Mm. No. You're fucking nuts. Space pirates? Star Wars, you know, it's so easy. It's It was going to be like Black Flag, but in Star Wars. Oh, my God. Quoted, uh, you flew your Millennium Falcon S ship around, boarded other ships, raided parties, got booty, and that kind of thing. Oh, my God. Visceral should never have died. <laughs> yeah. Whoever those geniuses are, oh, honest to God. Honest to God, I would kickstart that. Call it like Space Wars, Yuma. I will kickstart it on the fucking highest tier you have. Oh my lord. I want to play that game. But instead, we're not even getting. Like, that's the saddest thing is that Yuma, which sounded amazing, was killed fucking ragtag. And then we're not even getting ragtag. God damn it. God damn it. Cool. Anyway, that's that. Yep. Uh, go check the story out on Kotaku. It's, it's like it's actually words. It's a big one, but it is really well written, really well researched, and super detailed. It's totally worth it. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Next. Uh, next up, we got uh, Dueling Fates. What? Dota shit? Oh, Dota update. Yeah, yep. there's Dota update coming. Um, I figured you might want to talk about that, but if you don't know anything about it, don't worry about I it. No, it's cool. We'll skip. It's cool. <laughs> let's let's just move on. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so this is the update, or I guess the biggest update that they've released um, since International a couple of months back. Um, two new characters, two brand new characters that haven't been put in the Dota universe before. Um one of them looks like a man with a, a fox man with a, a sword. Um, his name is Pangalia. And the other one looks like a uh, like a fairy named Dark Willow. Um, she carries around a lantern that does spells and whatnot. So there's two characters. Um, I don't know what type of characters they are. Like if they're carries or support. I haven't looked that up. Let me just check really quickly. 
Pangolier is a, a melee carry, nuker, disabler, durable, escape, initiator. Okay. That's Sounds cool. balanced. Yep. <laughs> That's everything. Dark Willow is a range support, nuker, disabler, escape. So, um, cool. One support, one carry. And uh, also in the update, they've done a bunch of map changes, I guess. Um, one thing they like to do a lot is is change the layout of the map. So, they've done that. Moving trees, moving um the camps around uh different paths that sort of shit um one of the big changes is the the camps at night now go to sleep so you can't aggro them that's something that's interesting um what else is there Uh, mmr is going to be changed to seasonal ranking so each season you'll be calibrated to a new uh ranking system that way i guess people like me who haven't played in like a year have to jump in and get calibrated again and make sure I'm in the right tier. Obviously, because meta changes and big updates like this change the way that characters behave. Um, it means that they they don't play the same way, so you got to learn new things again. Uh, what else is there? Uh, new? Oh, they've removed a bunch of items from the game. Um, two of them in particular. And as I was reading, I was like, "Holy fuck!" All right, fair enough. They've removed them. Um, but then I got down to the bottom and they added a bunch. So there's, uh, one, two, three, four new items added to the game, uh, which is really interesting. They do cool stuff, I guess. Find out okay. once they, <laughs> once we get to play with them. Um, cause they're in the test server at the moment, all these changes. They'll, they'll probably run that for a, a week or so and then, or a couple of days and then smash it out, all the bugs and whatnot and go from there. Uh, what else is new that's that's good and fun? I guess they changed a lot a lot of the heroes, balance changes, um, changes to the skill trees, that sort of stuff. And yeah, that's all I can think of off the top of my head as I flick through some of this stuff really quickly. Yeah, nothing like nothing crazy like last year um, that I can kind of see. Last year's one where they really fucking changed up that map and they put in yeah. like uh, new buildings and all that sort of crazy thing. Um, this one seems more like new items and, and adding characters and a lot of balance changes, that sort of stuff. So maybe there's a few more things uh, planned later on that they'll really go crazy with. So I don't know. It seems all right. I haven't really read what the community reaction is to it. I, I sort of just looked at this stuff this morning, had a quick read through and started doing some work um yep. writing so yeah i don't know anything like have you heard anything at all about how this is all going or no i don't know shit no okay no nothing yeah i'll jump in and, and play some of this shit like they've reworked a bunch of heroes as well um they do that sometimes they'll, they'll just move spells around or the way spells work and uh i guess see see what happens with those guys so yeah should be fun fresh fresh updates as always Good change to the meta. It'll be interesting for the tournament scene, sort of going forward the next couple of months. What, what, how like players sort of handle this stuff. Anyway, word. Um, the ten Ti, sorry, the ten seventy Ti, the Nvidia card was announced after it was rumored. Uh, yeah, a new cycle for wow. I don't know, a couple of months. I'd say this was rumored for um, right. To the point where we had you and I and Nate went to a meeting with Nvidia at PAX. Yeah, they were sitting; those cards were sitting on the table, and mm. they were like, "Oh, we we announced this like six hours ago." I was like, "Oh, really? I thought this was announced fucking ages ago." Because 
that's all I've been reading about. Yeah. Anyway, what do you want to talk about with this one? Uh, I just uh, like it wasn't necessarily the 1070 Ti. Yeah. Um, more the um, I guess the the HDR um monitor. Yeah, the monitor and like all the stuff we saw. I thought we saw a lot of stuff. It was um, yeah. It was, I don't know, just an interesting uh, look. Like, they're, they're doing some really interesting stuff. Like, they're adding, uh, um, they've, they've, like, abandoned the designation of M on their, their video cards. And they're squishing, like, nearly full ball fucking 1080s into laptops now, which is pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. Although the, the way that that thing uh, cools is also pretty interesting it's like literally split um to get like split away from the motherboard it's sort of like slanted up to get extra air flow in to get more cooling which is uh something um but yeah um they had that they had uh they're going for g-sync hdr um, on a 4k monitor which i think is uh pretty interesting but it that sort of, to me, feels more like an attempt to get, like, give people any fucking reason at all to buy a 1080, right? Like, because you don't need a fucking, if you're like me and still rocking 1080p, uh-huh. you don't need a 1080 video card, right? You don't even need a 1070 Ti. And 1070 flat is all you need for a 1080p monitor. Okay. It is. It's true. Not. That's true facts. What are you talking about? <laughs> go on. No, are you going? No, I was just, I was just taking the piss. No. Um. Yeah, like, the, so I, I guess they're trying to push re, like people to get into the market for, um, like, give them an excuse because if you get a fucking 4K HDR G Sync fucking monitor, mm-hmm. then you're gonna need maybe two 1080 Ti's, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe more than that. Maybe you'll need something better. Um, and yeah, I don't know. So that one felt to me a little odd. The 1070 Ti is an interesting one because I I asked I asked what like who the projected user case no, for that. One. Um, we questions. I did actually I hijacked your question halfway <laughs> through you asking. It, remember? Um, but yeah, like who the user case for that is and. Yeah. Because I don't get it, right? It's like you've got the 1070 is kind of like the lower end market. The 1080 is for the higher stuff and the 1080 Ti is for the crazy people. But then the 1070 Ti is like not as fast as the 1080. Yeah. It's a weird spot. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. I don't remember what he said. Um, He was saying that, you know, there is... It, it exists in a price point that's between the two, and, and they felt like those like people who couldn't quite afford a 1080 would be able to get into the 1070 Ti. And he was also saying that, like, he didn't think it was possible to overclock it to a point where you it would be as good as a 1080. Mm-hmm. He was saying that you'd come real close if you would overclock it. You could come real close to it being as good as a 1080, yeah. which I think is pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was it was an interesting meeting, and uh, 
you know, a preview of sorts, maybe something a little different to what we normally do, but mm. yeah. Anyway, that's it. Paris Games Week. Yeah, Paris Games Week started, uh, was it yesterday? I don't know. We had a bunch of people from, like, I know the Australian media that were flying out there. Um, Player Unknown said he was going out there. That's why he ditched on Saturday. Yep. Um, I know, like, as the screenplay guys were over there as well. Right. Um, so last night was the uh, PlayStation did a, a media briefing where they talked about 27 announcements they were touting. Um, that they'd be making and uh did you stay up and watch this or did you go to bed uh i went to bed and watched the replay the replay in the morning yeah okay so i, I was uh, i was playing south park at this time um so i i fired it up and watched the i guess they had like a pre-show <laughs> where they showed a lot of vr stuff mainly in that one um yep. i guess all the games that the the independent people are making on on the vr uh system they've got out at the moment and um yeah i don't really pay much too much attention to that i kind of paid more attention when the actual proper thing was on and that's when they started actually showing un- uh, unannounced games and some more interesting things on there so should we go through them yep yeah uh guacamole 2 was announced i don't think i played the original I did, but I never really got into it. Yeah. I feel like we talked about it at some stage. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dave Kaziki fucking loved it and came on the podcast to talk about it. Okay. Ages ago. Yeah. That far back. Yeah. Judging from my Twitter feed, a lot of people were excited about that. Um, so, yep. take it as you will. Uh-huh. Uh, the other game was Spelunky 2. Yeah. I, I, well, judging, yeah. I'm not surprised people are excited about that, but... Uh, yeah, people were fucking pumped about that. Um, yeah, I played Spelunky. Did you play Spelunky? I only ever no. played it on my Vita. No. Uh, but it's a cool little roguelike um, like Spelunking game. You go deeper and, like, deeper and deeper into the cave and you learn more and more about it. It was really good as a roguelike. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, the other game they announced, which was um, from Sucker Punch, the studio behind Infamous, was Goats, uh, Ghosts, not Goats. <laughs> Goats, Goatsy. <laughs> Ghost of Sumia. Is that how you pronounce Sushima. it? Tsushima. Tsushima? Tsushima, yeah. Right. Uh, and it's like this uh, Japanese samurai fighting game. I don't know. They didn't really show much other than it looks pretty. More, like, I got more of a, it's a fucking ninja game. Okay. You're a ninja rolling through murdering Mongolians. Yeah. is what I got out of it. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. It's because it's Sucker Punch. I'm sort of hoping it'll be open world in Japan mm. and, like, allow you to fucking roll through a whole Punch. bunch of fucking that. Yeah, just do whatever the fucking, I don't know, be a ninja. I, I, we haven't had a good ninja uh game in a while yep um and yeah i don't know I, I think be... i nearly see more gameplay that one or no nah, i mean or what I'll, it is i'll play it yep. um yeah yeah i'm well in i'm well in and if they want to do a preview tour in japan old chobo <laughs> has his hands up all right um, oh it's it's definitely an open world 
that's uh, the PlayStation tweet about it describes it as the next open world adventure from Sucker Punch. Okay, cool. Yeah, yep. I've liked their last three games they put out. What was their third one? What do you mean? What was their thir- the third game they put out? Uh, Infamous, Infamous Inf- 2 and Second Son. Second Son, right. Yeah. Was, wasn't really- Second Son the third one? I think so. I don't yeah. know. I didn't really like the third Infamous, whatever that was. Uh, I thought it, I liked it. it. They're dumb games. They're like shooting shit. I'm not saying you're not allowed to like it. I'm just saying I didn't like it. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, fucking Hong Kong Massacre. It's not this game looks fucking, fucking Kong amazing. Kong but holy shit, I was showing that. I was like, this is like fucking <laughs> Max Payne meets like, I don't know, original GTA or some shit. Hotline oh, Miami. Like Hotline it's, Miami, it's, yeah. It's Hong Kong Blood Opera Hotline Miami is is what I was thinking when I was seeing it. And I am so fucking in. Holy shit, it looks awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it looks fucking sick. It's got this like semi-realistic art style, but it's got the top-down viewpoints. Uh, you blast like there's bullets flying all the time. You're shooting t- with two guns at the same time. You know, guns are Kimbo. Fucking, yeah. It's called the Hong Kong Massacre. It's definitely a Hong Kong blood opera, uh, which if you're not familiar with the concepts, you should be because I've definitely talked about it on the like gap before but basically those are uh, the john woo films from when he was back when he was doing uh work in hong kong uh there's sort of fucking classic john woo films where it's just this one dude who is like a master assassin and he just murders everyone and it's like non-stop diving everywhere and fucking yeah doves flying about and shit it's yeah. fucking amazing yeah, yeah. Um, spectacular yeah, it looks awesome. Uh, next one they showed was uh, God of War. The- God of War. That looks Dad great. of War. Uh, yeah, I'm still in. It still looks awesome. Did that this- dude's voice is spectacular. Teal'c? Yep. Yeah. Um, I-, I guess this time around, they something I haven't seen before is like the interaction with the kid fighting yep. alongside of you. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I wonder how vulnerable he is because it's probably an important, you know... Uh, factor in how the game is received because if it, he's vulnerable if he's too vulnerable it'll feel like one giant escort quest mm. he's not vulnerable at all it'll just piss off people like me who uh, were annoyed at Ellie's invulnerability and invisibility in The Last of Us yeah. uh, my question to you is which one of them is going to die uh, the dad dad Kratos for sure fair enough and then the son becomes the god of war right Yep. Kid of War. The Kid of War. A teenage, angry teenager of war. Um, all right. Uh, they also said uh, some more Detroit, um, which uh, David Cage's game is coming out. They also had Detroit at PAX as well. I didn't see it, but they had uh, robot people in. They had people cages. just locked in these fucking in this glass window. Yeah. Uh, storefront window. Entire window. Weekend. Yeah, it was I, weird. Th- I thought that was pretty good. It was. It was cool. I want to play Detroit after watching that trailer. Yeah, that fucking looks pretty good. Like, what they're showing now is starting to look a lot better. Um, Can't wait to find out how it's shit. Well, Because you know how it is. Well, so I'm waiting a different for the writer, fucking hammer right? to drop. Is so it? He, he, I thought he wasn't writing this one anymore. What's he involved with then? <laughs> the, the, the overall story? <laughs> Maybe he was like, look, I've got this idea. It's about robots. And they were like, yeah, that's cool. We'll take that. We got, we'll, we'll, we'll go from here. We'll yeah. go, we got it from here. Don't we got this. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I just like every time I'm they show a trailer and they keep zooming out on that. All right. Here's the fucking ways that this game can yep. or this scenario that can sort of fold out. That's the bit that's kind of getting me more, more interested because it seemed like there's more choices involved. Yep. And what I want it to do is not do that funneling thing where we've seen in some of those games that it's like, all right, it kind of these like stupid little choices kind of don't really mean anything. Um, yeah, I'm hoping it does more of like branching out sort of stuff. Um, cause I, I, I enjoyed the heavy rain aspect of like, you could have characters fucking die in that. Um, and the story completely changed. I, I enjoyed that part more than I did with beyond where it just felt like because you were playing this one character, anything can kind of happen. It didn't really matter. It just kind of, kind of just all ended up in the same place anyway. Um, whereas this seems like it's got a lot more choice involved. And if they make it interesting and unique, then that could be cool. Yeah. I'm 100%. Very cautious still. Ready for it to be craptastic. Mm. Yeah. Um, They also showed Spider-Man. I I guess this is more like a story-focused trailer, this one. I didn't like it. You're crazy. I didn't like this trailer. Looks I'm sick. still. I'm, I'm going to play the fuck out of this game, but I didn't like this trailer. Wow. The only thing I liked is that Agent Kimball Cho is definitely in it, so that's cool. Who's <laughs> this, this, Mr. Negative? Um, the, the little black and white guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's played by the dude who did um, Morgan Yu in Prey. Oh, is it? Okay. And oh, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I recognize that voice. And uh, it was Agent Kimball Cho in The Mentalist. Right. But yeah. Is that the guy from Doctor Strange? Uh, no, that's the brother. No, he, he played Morgan Yu. Not, you're thinking of Alex Yu. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, the main character. Um, yeah, why didn't you like it? Why didn't you like the trailer? It looks fucking rad. Um, felt like I was getting a lot of spoilers, to be honest. Uh, felt okay. like I don't, I don't really need... I don't really need uh, video game trailers to become something I don't want to watch <laughs> because I don't want to be fucking spoiled as shit. Yeah. So okay. how about we roll that shit back? All right. That's a fair call. I um, yep. I didn't feel like I was spo- like... Well, I didn't know Mr. Negative was in it. Well, he was uh, in the last trailer. He was in the gameplay trailer of the last one. Was he? Yeah. He was in the helicopter what? at the end. Oh, no. I didn't know he had like this fucking mentor style relationship with oh, spine and well, shit yeah okay um you know fair enough <laughs> I feel like i've learned a lot that's a comics thing so the, well, like a lot of this stuff looks to be heavily inspired by um yeah the, the dance lot comics from the last uh, years. i only read good comics so these characters and uh the miles morales thing uh, i don't know where they're going with that that's a bit different so anyway i, I think right. it's awesome uh and then they wrapped it up with the last of us part two um yeah yeah it's in like this trailer you didn't like the trailer no do you just not like anything uh i, I liked hong kong massacre okay and inexplicably i like detroit so don't tell me i don't like anything because <laughs> if it, i was never crazy. ever not gonna like anything it was fucking detroit but i did so uh yeah the last of us part two man i don't know man so just teasing something with ellie's mom or is that where they're going with this 
Was that was that what you were pitching? I don't know. I, I don't that's know. who I thought it was. It's not Ellie, right? I don't know. Isn't it? Uh, I don't. It didn't like it looks kind of like her, but that's. I don't think that's her. A big sister, and you're like, oh, cool. There's two of them. No longer the Last of Us. There's the Last of Us Two. <laughs> you got us. Well done. Hmm. Anyway. Some of that stuff in that trailer was pretty brutal, though. Like the. It was. Like, the clipping her wings and, like, hitting her arms with a hammer. I was like, holy fuck. All right, yep. this is going places. Yep. Uh, it just seems like if, if you've got a narrative about zombies or zombie-related things, at some point you've got to go, like, super brutal with it, I guess. That's what I feel like. They're like, oh, well, The Walking Dead's super brutal. Let's go super brutal with The Last of Us Part 2. Hmm. I'm not into it. I'm not about it. Yeah, Okay. Um, yep. Do you think that's a next year game? I don't think they put a date on it. I don't know. Yeah, that that, that to me feels like 2019. Um, I only because this time next year. Yeah, the, my my feeling is that they've got they've got Detroit, which is not a triple A title, but it's like a tempo game that I look at. They've got Spider Man. I think that's going to okay. be their big yeah. their big one of next year. Um, got a war. It's their big one. Yeah, they've year. got God of War as well. I don't think this is going to be next year. I think they hold it back till early, early um, 2017. Yeah, sorry, uh, 2019. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, was there anything else that, that was... What was that car game? Oh, sorry. It's on here. Uh, Onrush. Onrush. By Code Onrush. That, that game looks fucking cool. It's like sort of an open fucking freeform. I don't know what was uh, going on in that track. Mania, fucking, I don't know. It looks awesome. The camera kept going upside down and shit, and I was like, I'm getting dizzy just watching. It was a bit confusing, but uh, yeah, you can crash into people. It looks like there's heaps of races. Pretty arcadey. Um, the crashes look really cool, like wheels and shit coming off, and yeah, the tracks look like super fucking gnarly like just fucking bumps everywhere and shit it'll be just like racing across Erangel yeah can't wait I'll do a fucking is that how you pronounce it yep I'll flip off a bike and die <laughs> it's gonna be cool uh, but yeah uh, cool that was um, that was that conference thing that was yes like oh I don't know why this keeps happening but if you are one of these publishers and I know you're listening you're all listening uh, and you have one of these media events that you do and it's on some stupid fucking giant screen that is like uh, that we all wish we had um, I don't want to see that screen because I'm watching the trailer stop showing me that screen and the yep. crowd because I don't give a shit so yep. please please stop because they kept cutting away to it and it's really annoying I yep I 100% agree that shit's bullshit and that's news that's the news. All right, we've got some questions. Do we? Okay. We've got some essays. Oh. Uh, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, Drew writes in, Why is there no companion app for Shadow of War? That's a good question. Companion apps are dead. <laughs> Surely of all games, this is the one you would want in your pocket all the time so you can Pokemon battle your Orcish Horde all the time, but mostly while you poop. Level them up, move them around, send them on missions. Ubi try to shoehorn that shit into everything, as if Wildlands didn't have enough going on that you need some app sending minions on missions. 
Uh, and then 30 minutes later, he adds, well, first of all, I agree. There is a Shadow of War mobile game, and it's shit-tastic, and it's nothing at all uh, like what you're pitching, and I would totally be into it if it was more like what you were pitching, but it's not. Uh, okay, I have more thoughts about Shadow of War that I might phrase as a question if I remember at the end. Chokes. Question up front. Why do they even try to tell a traditional narrative at all? Surely this game should have been Shadow, uh, Lord of the Rings Shadow of Total War Nemesis, right? Like... It should just be a grand strategy game with RTS battles like Total War and also have a third-person combat with orcs where you can run around and fight in the big battles yourself but also be in the world and undertake sabotage missions and things like that to support your armies and hinder the enemy. There would be a turn system and battles you can't fight in like you might have five armies and all the battles resolve happen at the same time and you can pick one to fight in. Just spend the nar- that narrative and cutscene money on creating more orcs with more personality, like Bruce, and have them populate the world and interact with you at random, uh, at random as allies or enemies. So basically, fuck story. Like NBA 2K, just give me systems and let me create my own narrative. Unless you're a rock star, GTA, or Red Dead, just pick one thing: open world awesomeness or narrative, and do it well. What other games actually put uh, pull out uh, pull off? melding the two uh okay there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there drew but first of all you should look up uh what's that fucking game that i always talk about um they're Pub- making a sequel shush Pub-G2. uh no shush i'm i'm thinking i'm trying to think what type of game is it medieval Med- medieval knights too you're not even trying um fuck what's it called it's like mountain blade Get Mountain Blade, uh, the sequel, or like the expansion or whatever, Drew. Get the Mountain Blade sequel or whatever, and get the fucking Lord of the Rings mod for that. Uh, you are going to spit chips, mates, because it's basically what you just described. Um, look, Mountain Blade is basically that. Um, it's taken them like 18 years to make it, so uh, there might be a reason why they didn't just make a... Uh, grand strategy game with RTS battles and third person combat with orcs that you can run around fighting the big battles yourself and also be in the world and undertake sabotage missions and things like that to support your armies and hinder the enemy maybe because in terms of scope that one is massive um unless you were to sell spaceships to continuously fund it never coming out in which case perhaps it'd be worth the effort um he writes three days later. Who writes? Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, so uh, he did have a question. What other games actually pull off melding the two uh, open world awesomeness and narrative? Any thoughts, Luke? Uh, I like The Witcher, but you don't. So I think the narrative in The Witcher is awesome, and the open world parts are awesome. So yes, I The Witcher is a good example. The, I thought you were going to say the combat shit. <clears throat> the combat is shit, but that doesn't make the open world bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Three days later, he writes, EA and single player is dead comments. I think Job might be wrong about EA killing single player games. You literally just said fuck story, Drew. Three days early, you said fuck story. Just give me systems and let me create my narrative. But anyway, uh, as a corporate entity, EA exists to make money for its shareholders. I think almost any Star Wars game that would make, uh, that, that make would sell enough to make it. He had a, a brain. And yours yeah. or something. I think almost any Star Wars game 
that they make would sell enough to make its money back. But why spend X millions to develop a game that has no ongoing money making potential? Why make Star Star Uncharted? Why make Star Wars Dishonored? Hell, why make Star Wars KOTOR uh, again? Why make those games when you could have three chances at making Star Wars Dota or Star Wars GTA Online or Star Wars Battlegrounds? Yeah, the corporation is probably thinking, why invest money in a game that can only generate revenue from initial sales of the game when we could make a game that can continue to make revenue for years and could become the next big thing and make more money than God, don't you think? That's my question. Hopefully there are still some developers out there that see single-player games as an underserved uh, part of the market and continue to make them but just like the movie business video games are going to be blockbuster franchises or attempts at making them or indie films with very little in between yeah like why not make Star Wars Call of Duty then every year uh, like then you could still have your multi, uh, your single player experience like I don't know man like I don't think it has to be this multiplayer only dealio um Star Wars Battlegrounds, I'm very much behind. I think that's a really good idea. Um, I think I said that last week. He just stole my idea. He did steal your idea. It's despicable. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you think single-player games are going to die out? They're just no longer a uh, viable business strategy, Luke? No. I, I don't think they're die out. <laughs> no, I think they're going to die out? No. It is an, an interesting thing to pitch on a week when we had Assassin's Creed Origin, which is single-player only. Super Mario Odyssey, which is single player, except you can get someone to play as your hat, uh, or um, Wolfenstein 2, which is single player only. It does seem like single player games aren't dead yet. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, people are willing to put them out there. Um, they just need to be good. That's all. They just need to be fucking good. Uh, if they're not good, then they deserve to die. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, when talk my about Wolfenstein, <laughs> when talking about Wolfenstein, you mentioned about people not wanting single player games. It's never been about for EA, etc. It's always been about revenue and potential revenue. That's why Uncharted got multiplayer. That's why Shadow of War and Ass Creed got have loot boxes, etc. Ass Creed is a fucking spectacular looking game. The environments are amazing. Absolutely huge world. Very much enjoying it so far. Early contender for best open world environment I played in. Lots more to see yet, though. Uh, uh, I think that was an addition. Ah, that wasn't uh, a question. It was not. It was an addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Like, yeah, no, I'm. I'm not disputing that revenue trumps, like, you know, the almighty dollar, but, like, uh, is is everything. But, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if they make good stuff, people will buy it. Like, it's been – that has been evidenced before. When they make high-quality shit, it sells. Uh, the other thing that was, that was in that visceral story is that uh, the Frostbite engine just wasn't really – created to like to facilitate the sort of game they were making and so they had to do a lot of work molding the frostbite engine into what they wanted which isn't the first time i've heard that um about some of their games and ea's decision to dictate that they only use the frostbite engine for games is like might might be making things even more difficult you know um but i don't know 
Yeah. I agree. Revenue trumps everything, but there is a way to make revenue without like killing single player games. Wolf well, having everything work. multiplayer and everything being connected to the internet and loot boxes. Like you don't need all that shit. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Was that it? That is it. Thank you for the questions stash statements. True. Uh, but yeah, no, it was good. Um, that's it. That's our cool. podcast. We can wrap it up. Um, you can find this show on iTunes, Android, Windows Store. You can rate and review the show on there. It helps other people find it. Uh, if you want to email us any questions, you can do so using our email address, thegapodcast at gmail.com. Or you can jump onto our Discord channel, which is thegapodcast.com slash Discord. Um, we've got a bunch of voice channels on there where people play games. Or you can just chat away, ask us questions. We can remount the show. That's all the fun stuff we do. Um, Twitter.com slash GA podcast, Facebook.com slash GA podcast for our social media links, or our website, which is the GA podcast.com, has everything we just talked about just then on there, including our past shows. And that's all thanks to our Patreon members, which you can help us out if you want on Patreon.com slash the GA podcast. Um, you don't have to, but if you do, you don't have that's to. Awesome. Job was buying so many drinks on the weekend for. For nobody. Was I? No, you weren't. Oh, nobody can watch me. Okay. <laughs> I was just just messing with you. Um, oh. It would have been funny though if I kept that going. You're like, holy shit, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone on Patreon for doing that. Um, and I think that's it. Anything to to wrap up? I've got my social media things, which is Twitter.com/slash Luke Laurie, L A W R I E, and you can go to Survivor.com this week and next week for all the things I did at PAX. I got. Um, uh, interviews with uh, Brennan Green, player unknown himself, talking about all different things. Uh, I, I transcribed it today. It's like it's three thousand words. There's a lot there. Nice. I got to go through Fine. it all and figure out what the fuck I'm going to use. Um, and I uh, interviewed uh, Gorilla Games as well, so that should be fun. And I got a few other things coming up this week's busy. Far out. It's busy. Yeah, I'm flying to BlizzCon. Yep. So we blizzy. <laughs> um, no, uh, go to go to the IGN uh, esports hub to check out my latest highlights. It's mostly about packs, uh, but it's got some good highlights in there. I, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, and uh, check out Red Bull for an interview with the dude who won Street Fighter, the Street Fighter tournaments, and we'll have something about the Rocket League uh, Aussie champions as well. Um, but yeah, uh, that's about it. Uh, if you're going to BlizzCon, come and find me. Cool. Yeah. All right. That's the show. That's the show. That is it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Uh, there's a lot of games out. Like, shit, I don't know. What's out? Nothing. There's nothing out. I'm lying, aren't I? No. Nothing, there's an Xbox out more. next week. No. There is. The week after. But I can talk about it next oh, week. Oh, no, it is next week. Okay. Yeah. Cool. There's a new Xbox yep. out next week. We'll talk about it then. That's fine. All right. Thanks for listening. See you later. Peace. Peace.